0: Hi there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL 2. I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S5E25. Welcome to the dollhouse. Oh shit. This is an I'm Riding King written episode directed by Ron Lagomarsino. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seems like a common finale pairing. I think they've done a couple finales.
1: Well he did uh,
0: Unmasked too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We need to give him a good nickname like the maestro. Chadlow.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Um. I just it just hit me like in a wave, real quick. Like, you know, we were so behind for so much of this podcast, and mm-hmm. then we finally caught up for five B, and now five B is over.
0: Now we're gonna have three months of vacation.
1: Yeah, we're gonna go soft with everyone else and go crazy into a frenzy. I mean, because like the, you know, for like the hiatus between five A and five B, we were still busy catching up. But mm-hmm. like, I, I really felt that. Yeah, we had like maybe, like
0: a you know, week people. off. I think.
1: Yeah. We finished what? Like just right before Christmas and then
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Well I still gotta finish my video and we'll probably do at least a few podcasts in the the interim. Probably not every week, but
1: we've got some we got some things we're trying to hatch.
0: A couple we're irons in the fire.
1: Some schemes, some plans.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm Uh so shall we start?
0: I guess we should jump on in.
1: I mean these five hours of us talking about this episode has to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually I predict this might be quicker than we think just because there is a lot of kind of action. Mm-hmm. Um and that usually podcasting wise goes quicker than like like the really plot heavy, action heavy episodes actually go quicker than like the the middling, you know, filler episodes where we talk forever about minorship. But we'll True. See. But we could probably
1: wax on forever at the end about theories and what does this mean and blah blah blah. <laughs> and also our And
0: how angry I am because Marlene lied to us what she did oh man take Um, it easy people
1: yeah calm that buzzfeed article is bullshit by the way come on that is bullshit
0: which article is that
1: the one where it's just a bunch of tweets from teenagers complaining about the show and never watching the show again well yeah they're all gonna watch in a few months but a lot of it was like they seem to mistakenly think that this was like this series finale yeah or that A was going to definitively be revealed. I mean, again, I. Marlon King has to work like 75 times as hard for like half the respect <laughs> and credit she gets.
0: It's the double-edged uh, sword of her social, you know, the social media presence that the show has. They they have this PLL army that just turns on them constantly when they don't get what they want.
1: Well, whatever the heartbreaking uh, uh, reveal for why a is the way they are,
0: like it won't even compare to the mania, <laughs> the passionate mania of fans. Liars fans. You know, well, and, you know we're gonna, probably going to bring up Lost a lot during this podcast, but it, it reminds me a lot of the segment of the fan base that turned on that show where it, it got to a point where no matter what happened, a certain segment just wasn't going to be happy. Well, like I've, I've seen several threads on reddit over the last few weeks where it's just like i'm going to be disappointed no matter what and it's like well i guess he can take that attitude but analyze that <laughs> sentence spencer <laughs> yeah
1: i think it'll scare you <laughs> but yeah i was especially amazed i mean spoilers when when a unmasked themselves and it was
0: desmond down there <laughs> and he's like see you another life brother i well, mean sooner or later a character is going to be fully unmasked as a and probably at least two-thirds of the audience wasn't going to have that one as their suspect, yeah. and it's going to be like a, a, at least a minor letdown to them because they thought it was going to be this way instead.
1: <laughs> I think minor letdown is putting it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. Yeah. Let's, let's not spend another 20 minutes.
0: Uh, so we start
1: off. We're in the prison transport van. We're with Hannah, who's sitting with Emily, and Spencer and Arya are sitting on the other side in their orange jumpsuits. That's so, all clearly
0: intentional due to the theory.
1: So, theory. Yeah. Hannah's like, I didn't feel, I didn't think I could feel worse after A killed Nona, but the four of us getting arrested for her murder brings low to a whole new level.
0: And yes. Spencer's like, well, technically they think we're accessories, not killers. Spencer's just so wary. Yeah. And Arya's like, no, an accessory is a necklace or a handbag or like a skull, not a chain gang.
1: Everyone, give Arya a break here. This is only the fifth or sixth time. That the A plot has, like, touched her precious life.
0: <laughs> She's like, an accessory is some sort of animal carcass. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think you guys know what you're talking about.
1: I wanted to show you guys my cow tongue earrings, but that's fucked.
0: <laughs> Spencer just stares at Arya, like, oh, my God, you're talking about accessories. <laughs> uh, and Hannah's like, call it what you want. We're all going to jail. A wins. And Emily says, why do you think they're separating us from Allie? I guess they're being driven to, like, some other prison or something. See, I don't yeah. even know how they would know that, but... Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. And Hannah says, there's a lady in the laundry. If you do work for her, she gives you information. Yesterday, she told me that the warden received an anonymous tip. They think the five of us are plotting something big.
1: Well, are they on their way to, like, a Supermax or something?
0: (laughs) Well, that laundry game, really intense in jail. Well, it's like where all the shit goes down.
1: I was, like, when I was, like, freeze-framing just images from this, I wanted this to be, like, the start to, like, the greatest episode of the A-Team ever. (laughs) Like, give Hannah a cigar, and she's Hannibal. Spencer would be Dirk Benedict or Starbuck. Emily would be Mr. T, and Arya would be Murdoch.
0: Wouldn't Spencer I be think, Hannibal?
1: I think, well, I don't know. Right now, I don't know. It's a toss-up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I well, I really have like, a reference later
0: where she's Hannibal.
1: I do like Spencer as, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I do like Spencer as uh, Starbuck there.
0: So Spencer's like, what and they think
1: ali's the big bad wolf ari looks well, so lost and confused well like
0: here. the five of us are planning something big like like what <laughs> they're like oh shit these five teenage girls are coming to my prison some some major shit is going down
1: they're gonna break into prison
0: Mm-hmm. Arya's like does that make us little pigs or little red uh which number one Arya is so little red riding hood mm-hmm. uh, number two little pigs is that like a pictunia reference Mm. Uh, and when she says this, she looks really sketchy, like her eyes are darting around. <laughs> and Spencer's like, doesn't matter. Wolf can't leave without her pack. Uh, which Spencer would know because she was raised by wolves. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, when we get there, they're going to split us up too. And Ari just sighs, at like closing her eyes. Like this is really hitting her hard and that she has to be a part of the show right now. Things are fucking bleak for our PLL. So Emily's like, what's it like, Han? And Hannah's like, do you want me to sugarcoat
1: it? Tell you the truth. And he's like, says, well, if I'm going to get through it, I need to know what to expect.
0: Give it to me straight, Doc. And then Hannah says, the second they slam that door shut, you feel ashamed. Sort of interesting insight. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. We didn't do anything, which is when Arya like, says that. You did lie a whole hell of a lot and kill someone, but you didn't also, do anything.
1: You, you really raged on some evidence there. You really fucked up some evidence <laughs> every once in a while. So Hannah says, uh, they don't care about that. They treat you like a criminal, and it's hard to remember that you're not one. <sighs> the first night's the hardest. You're locked away from everything and everyone you ever cared about. And when they turn those lights out, it's the loneliest feeling you could ever imagine.
0: Spencer's kind of taking this in. I wonder, did she spend a night in jail when she got arrested, or did her parents get her out? Well, that was like Thanksgiving Day. I feel like they would have like stuck her in there until like a judge could have you know, come back from vacation or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so our, I guess we're just... Is Hannah not being give? Is she being denied bail, or can Ashley just not raise that cash?
0: I think she's being denied bail. Okay, that's the sense I get. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, Allie definitely is.
1: Oh, because Allie, I could very well see that she's a flight risk. Hmm. that's her whole life. I mean,
0: Ashley doesn't have Pastor Ted's like bail money any anymore.
1: I'll just finish my coffee. Yeah,
0: I'm finishing my coffee so uh anyways emily's like on second thought i could have used a big coat of sugar that's what she said <laughs> and hannah says you can't be ready for how it feels him. it's hard not to give up hope on hope spencer's i hope
1: like, you don't give up on hope
0: <laughs> spencer says you guys they can take everything from us but they can't take us from each other oh liars otp spencer's kind of like her true leadership scales are taking over here and Arya looks very grateful, and Spencer says, I don't care how far apart from you guys I am, I will still be with you. And Arya just, like, takes Spencer's arm and kind of, like, nuzzles up close, like a kitten. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, me too, and Emily's like, same here, and then Hannah and Emily kind of huddle up. Very Team Sparia, Team Hanley here. Mm-hmm. Of course, this all fits in the theory. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're kind of sitting silently and then there's like a big bump and like a screech. It's like they're we're only we, we never see like wh- the outside, like the exterior. You know, we're just we're stuck inside with them. It's like they're getting tossed around the cabin, even though they're like chained up and, you know, they're groaning and moaning. And they come to a stop, skid to a stop and Hans like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Emily says, we just had an accident. Harry says, yeah, I did it in my pants. I don't think she's kidding. I don't think she is either. She's got a big old brown stain, on the back of that orange she, jumpsuit.
3: She's
1: she's so forceful about it; it's almost mean. <laughs> it's like she's now like verbally shitting on Emily too.
0: Which, considering how long she's gonna spend in this jumpsuit, man, that's rough. Yep. Yeah. So like, there's the some lights around them are flickering. There's some noise outside of a struggle. Uh, well, it's like sent- this like clanking above them. These grunts. It's yeah. it's like out of an action movie, like like Breaking Bad or something. When like the guy, you know, and uh, what's his face, uh, Mike German Trout's like inside the the truck that one time, and it gets taken hijacked. Like mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there it sounds like the the door to the back of the truck's about to be open, So Spencer kind of, oh my god, oh my god, I have to get back, back. She like huddles her girls back away from the door. There's some panting, door unlocks. There's oh my some- god.
0: There's a lot of like uh like Arya being like kind of like clutched by the other liars, like like they're defending the runt of their litter in this episode.
1: Well like I expected her to like climb into one of their pockets like a mm-hmm. jerk. Um So the door opens. Oh shit. It's A. He's
0: got like a giant knockout gas grenade gun. A holds up a fucking grenade launcher. Sorry, it's like, oh my god. It's just like now I have a grenade launcher. Yeah. Which is amazing. And A Knock like code shoots it like above their heads as they all shriek and duck down and it's like there's a gas canister uh it's like not know, knockout gas or something they're all coughing as a a lifts themselves up into the van and is it just me or does it seem like a is favor favoring the right leg a little uh, it's, it's not, hard to tell i'm not sure but so a but a walks forward like the fucking terminator like his like leg is made out of metal or something
1: Oh, it reminded me a lot of uh,
0: uh, Kylo Ren from The Force Awakens trailer, but in reverse. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like he just kinda stomps for him. and it's awesome because he's not necessarily going fast, but his footsteps make these wonderful loud bangs each each time he sets his foot down as he Yeah, it's like he's made out of frame.
0: metal or something.
1: Like he overtakes the frame. I mean, it's such a creepy, excellent, cold open.
0: It's it's
1: one of the best of the show, I think. Like just oh, I know. the wham bam thank you ma'am of it. Well, this is uh, the most
0: hardcore A has ever gotten. Yeah. They just hijacked a prison transport van, took out the guards, and used a grenade launcher to knock out the liars. Yeah, seriously. And we're just getting started.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that would have been more hardcore for A to ever have done is when Shauna jumped off the the roof at, in New York. Oh yeah. And, and like, if she just fell and then like rose back up on a DeLorean, like <laughs> that's the only thing that could have topped it. So after the credits, where where we always go in a finale the hastings mm-hmm. kitchens the next morning uh i think we can guess in air quotes that it's monday because it's the season and also it's the season finale so we have to deal with uh uh some law enforcement officers you know being overpowered kind of like officer barry and our our representative of the law is is updating both hastings parents
0: oh yeah peter and veronica peter hastings is back yes back and ready for action until he says We think the transport officers were neutralized with an injection of flunitrazepam. look until we get all technical there, like neutralized. Like he's like he's like in SEAL Team 6 or something. Yeah. And Peter's just like the date rape drug. I mean, don't ask me how I know that. A little too quick, Peter. (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, thanks, Marlene King. Now flunitrazepam is in my search history. Had to look up how to spell it uh com- more commonly known as a uh, oh yeah yeah same thing nice. uh Toby's like the deputies regained consciousness this morning with no memory of the incident
1: so his his arms are folded over his chest because he's he's all business here but he manages to do just a little bit of finger acting
0: <laughs> yeah his fingers <laughs> are twitching <laughs> Ronka's like the girls were wrongfully accused the begin with and now they're all missing and Toby's just like just like breathing and trying to look hard, and she's mm. just like, "Let's get our facts straight. The incident was an abduction." And Peter's like, "Yeah, who'd want to take the girls?"
1: Back me up on that, Kavanaugh. Yeah,
0: Nolan North is so good in this episode. Yeah, it's like is. just this right mix of like fatherly concern mixed with like inherent untrustworthiness.
1: Well, I also believe that he's got some kind of concealed weapon on him throughout this entire <laughs> episode
0: because I just feel like at any point, a lot of these confrontations, he has, he's
1: just gonna pull a gun out, and shoot somebody in the chest. <laughs> Seriously. That was going nowhere.
0: Veronica's like, shouldn't we be asking who who would or who could, uh, you know, take the girls and they, and they contemplate this. And Veronica's like, if Mona was alive, I, I keep thinking this feels like that. And Peter's like, no, no, there's only one person at the center of any trouble the girls have gotten into. And Veronica says, you think Allison's behind this? And Toby's like, Allison is a master manipulator, but she doesn't have access to what was needed to pull off something this elaborate. It's like Allison's the Joker to these people. She's, like, she's a teenage girl locked up in jail. She's Pablo
1: Escobar or like uh Noriega or Hannibal
0: Lecter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: they're just gonna be blast wherever she is right now. They're just blasting Panama at her until her mm. eyes, you know, liquefy.
0: Veronica's, yeah. Veronica's like, why are these girls? What would make them somebody's target? And Toby has nothing because he's useless. Hmm. Uh, and he's just like well the good news is tanner wants to keep this out of the press no one knows about this yet how was that good news yeah really peter's like wait you not even the other girl's parents they can't afford those actors great news we only have money for so many guest stars peter well i just
1: i loved it before it was the uh like like hold on ashley i've got pam on the other line (laughs) let me go call ella real quick
0: he's like we have to keep this between us we don't want a civilian mob out there being told to shoot first and ask questions later like is that how rosewood normally responds to criminals they just, just shoot them on site well
1: they're always everyone in rosewood i mean because you have all that like pedo
0: frenzy you don't
1: realize that everyone is just five seconds from posseing up
0: well there needs to be that episode of pll where like the town is fully turned on the liars Mm. And, like, they're just, like, they're out in, like, mobs, like, hunting the liars down.
1: Oh, I, I absolutely want the wanted poster for Aria that just says, oh, like, yeah, shoot on sight. <laughs> but, like, maybe has, like, a, a notation. Don't
0: let actual. her speak. Her voice like, is dangerous.
1: Yeah, but, like, a notation that, like, this picture of her is not to scale because she's actually a lot smaller than the poster. Mm. Yeah. So Veronica's like, but if they think that our daughters are fugitives, isn't that what Tanner's telling the police to do? Peter's like, you're damn straight
0: it is. So then, I mean, uh, you know, Peter's just going to be thinking like, fuck me. We have the worst goddamn cops in this town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're so bad. This, apple he's, this asshole he's slipping into my daughter seems mildly competent. Yeah. Mildly. So a woman
1: on the dispatch comes through. All units in the vicinity of Whitewood and Stucky, possible domestic violence. Um, it's the usual female voice actor. And Toby's like, could you give me just one second, please? And he steps away. And Peter comes around in front of Veronica and talks to her. And he's like, now Allison may
0: still be locked up, but
1: she still has access to people. We both know
0: what she's capable. Peter's thinking: If I've got access to people, Allison must have access to people.
1: She has access to people. She's got
0: people. Yeah. well and they both look concerned there. And I wonder about that line. Like we both know what she's capable of. Do they know more than we do about Allie? Is there is there some extra detail? I really want Peter to be Allie's real dad. That would just, I just- work.
1: Is he gonna like pull the uh what is it called? Like the Garrett thing like out of his like watch and like try to strangle her in jail? I mean <laughs> What
2: is what is he gonna do? Like, stop
0: this. I feel like that's a little too dainty for Peter Hastings.
1: Well, is he just gonna open I, his, his jacket and he's got like a like a like dynamite strapped to his chest, like a ticking clock?
0: <laughs> I just I, I don't think he'd bother with the wire. I think he would just throttle someone with his bare hands.
1: That'd be awesome. Um so then we pan up the lonely dunes of the sheet covering the sleeping form of Spencer Hastings. She wakes up slowly in bed. She looks around. It looks, at first, like it's her room, but her room as if, like, frozen to death in mm-hmm. a memory.
0: I'm totally Where, using this uh, shot of her eye opening in my video. Her her S on the wall has been
1: changed to an A. She uh, love that detail. She throws the blanket off. She's still in her orange prison jumpsuit. She looks around. On the whiteboard is written... Welcome home with an illustration of an empty birdcage. So there's a, uh, this, a weekly schedule written there. It says this week, Monday, which is presumably today, meet and greet tea time. Tuesday, assigned team committee. Wednesday, prom prep. Thursday, prom. And then Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday are both left blank. He's drawing of
0: balloons. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was like some frame pictures, like stock photographs, like the, the pictures that come to frames and a lot of empty frames and a bonsai the, the, plant.
0: The empty frames are the creepiest. It's like a picture frame with just white behind it. Um, well, it's 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 deep. really creepy, and, creepy and weird. It's like a dream world.
1: Well, it's like the attention to detail or lack of detail is what is mm-hmm. so stark and amazing. Like I there's said, there's like even a,
0: a Toby's chair there.
1: Yeah, it will and what they do is to always share it's hilarious. But mm-hmm. it's like seriously, if like you took a moment, froze it, and then like it hardened due to the lack of life circulating in it. So mm-hmm. it's much kind of looking around, processing this. Uh I think The mirror
0: isn't oval like it like it normally is in her room.
1: Yeah, but we need to really credit like Fred Andrews, who always does a great job on PLO, but Goddamn, this this episode especially is amazing. So we see Hannah. She's in a similar situation. It's in her room or like a simulacra of her room. She's like trying the door, which is locked and won't budge. And she's just oh, like, "We should Mom, mention they're Mom. still in their jumpsuits." Yeah, they're still in their prison jumpsuits. Uh, she looks out the window. Can't see anything. It's like there's a bright light coming through, simulating daylight, but it only causes like Hannah's reflection to be seen in the window. Yeah, she looks well, around. It's
0: really like it's such a trip. How ethereal it all is. Um, and it's it's a really great use of the sets on the show. Because obviously they're just using the normal sets and they redress them a little, but it puts it, it makes it even more surreal. It's like a dream world within the dream world of the show.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. On her whiteboard, just written in large letters, is
0: Home Sweet Home.
1: Uh, She finds like a pink old rotary phone in the nightstand, tries it. It's not even plugged in, so she tosses on the bed, goes back to like trying the door again, like, hello, can anybody hear me? We cut to Emily, who's looking at her own reflection, like the fake version of her room. She also sees like
0: a large it's somehow it's dark outside, but like lit like daylight inside. It's it's really interesting lighting.
1: Well, yeah, like the lights coming from outside at the same time. It's it's like it's causing it so you can't see anything but your own reflection on the on the Mm. glass. Um, She sees there's a large surveillance camera mounted in her room watching her with two red lights on it we get a great zoom shot in on emily from the camera's pov as emily steps forward and looks at it
0: yeah like, the camera's is, like tracking her it's watching her
1: this is a delicious moment as like the camera and the music work together perfectly in this like symphony of frenzied <laughs> terror and emily's just like aria hannah spencer is anybody here and we cut to you know speaking of crazy we cut to aria she's looking at a framed picture like the facsimile of her room is of mannequins posed look like a happy family quite possibly the de Laurentiis
0: family um, maybe yeah the, the fashion it could maybe it, be
1: it reminds me obviously it's not like they're not like ski mannequins but it reminds me of the dynamic in that photo that Jason and Allison kind of debated earlier this season or yeah
0: it has a uh like the mannequins look like Norwegian or something um there's there's like a European vibe to them hmm in the hmm. in the like construction of them, like they don't look like American mannequins, I guess I would say. Okay, uh, like but mannequins, yeah. There's a a caption on the this photo. It says, "Family share a history of cherished memories, full of warmth and laughter, love and affection." Uh, hmm. So that's on the frame, and Arya just kind of puts it down, like not without a little bit of disgust, and like looks around. She's freaked out because um, it's it's great how each each of their rooms. It's like it's their room, but it's not. Um, I hope we're doing justice to that, Uh, you know, painting the picture. Obviously, you've seen the episode. Uh, But Arya runs over uh, to like some books on a shelf. For some reason, Arya has to check those immediately. They're fake. They're like they're like from a model home. They're like just cutouts of books.
1: It's like even her literary flair is hollow.
0: here. Mm -hmm. She opens her closet door and there's just like a concrete wall behind it. Oh, I love that. Uh, just, it's so weird and creepy. Um, I really feel like this is the moment where the show becomes like the spiritual successor to lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not in subject matter, but in like the way it's constructed and executed. Like it's, it's just through a looking glass.
1: I mean, lost was this massive, like, like sci-fi dynamo, which really had like the characters at its core. But like, this is a, this is a teen murder show and the amount of like, deep dive on mythology definitely equals lost and it doesn't seem possible considering it's like it's set in a small suburban town mm-hmm. and yet they they've done I mean just look at the fucking internet look at these people going
2: insane um, well,
0: and the, the way they sprinkle references throughout the episodes the way they kind of like keep going like you know just deeper and deeper like levels in an onion type thing that that's what really makes me think of lost but I, and, I wouldn't and, and, even... and just like I mean it feels like we're in a fucking Dharma hatch right now
1: yeah, yeah, but I would even say that maybe PLL does a better job of, like, its homages and its, like, literary drops. You know what I mean? Because, like, The Third Policeman was, like, one of the works of fiction that really came closest to Echoing mm-hmm. Lost. But, like, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's became, like, a fucking plot point and then some on this show.
0: Yeah, Lost never did the, the homages quite the same way, but, uh, man. So,
1: Sp- Spencer's Bedroom. Uh, she's sitting on the floor looking at what looks like that chair that toby built her but on the bottom of it there's a product number yeah so, it has
0: a little isbn so this is not the one toby made it's a fugazi
1: but i mean i always thought to myself could it mean that toby never actually built that chair <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be great
1: Teen contractor just went and bought this shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: that'd be awesome in fact Well, spencer being like spencer, spencer. Give me yeah. a break. Like, I actually built that shit.
1: Spencer, being Spencer and being amazing. You she, didn't
0: even want it.
1: She does what we want these characters to do. She picks up that chair and flings it through the window.
0: <laughs> Just breaks the window. um, Like, flings it, like, overhand. That's an impressive throw. Yeah. Uh, breaks the glass, and then there's this really awesome shot as she, like, walks over, like, completely baffled and, like, you know, amazed. She looks out the window, and we see... Her in the reflection of the shard of glass, it's still there. Um, and then beyond it's just concrete. So there's nothing outside of this, these rooms that they're in. They're in some sort of weird, like concrete, you know, chamber that their rooms have just been built inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she kind of collapses backwards, landing on her bottom. as She processes. And then we hear a woman on the PA who sounds a little bit by Mo- by, like Mona, but it's not Mona, saying, welcome. Welcome in. Bienvenidos. This has got to
0: be the most insane stunt A has ever pulled. Like, it's just mindfuckery to an entirely new level.
1: Well, and the beautiful thing is that I, I think I, King, has already come out and said in season six, you'll figure out when this was all built, too.
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> A lot of people were like, what the fuck? This did not go up overnight. You know, this is well, an amazing detail.
0: I, it's A. I mean, you just accept it. I, I really yeah. love the way Spencer has just collapsed onto the ground like in complete shock and bafflement. Like, just her eyes are open. She's like breathing hard. Like, you, you know, it's, she doesn't know what to think anymore. She's completely just her mind is, is mush right now um, and then after the uh, you know wilkman the invenitos the door buzzes open like it's electronic mm-hmm. uh, and that the pa it's like it's like they're in like a theme park or something it kind of reminds me of disneyland uh, it says please exit your room and follow the lighted pathway
1: there's a an almost like menacing cheerfulness about the woman's voice too that makes it extra like Disneyfied and hollow.
0: It it um. kind of reminds me of those uh, kind of like Tomorrowland esque, like you know, futuristic, like like sixties futurism. Like that's what it reminds me of, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so Spencer's still breathing hard. She gets up. She slowly opens that door, peeks outside, steps out into like this dark, grim hallway outside the room. There's these blinking lights. You know at the bottom of the walls pulsing yeah yeah we see slowly that the other liars are stepping out in this hallway that all of their quote-unquote rooms are there in this hallway um just a note for fans of the theory spencer and Arya are at either end of the longer Mm -hmm. parts of the hallway hannah and emily are in the middle directly across from each other Mm -hmm. uh so they all rush to each other relieved to be together uh emily's just like oh my god is everybody okay and Arya's like what is this place and hannah's like I think this is A's house. And Spencer <laughs> nails it with more like A's dollhouse.
0: And he's like, Yeah, and we're the dolls. And then PA says, Please follow the lighted pathway. Please follow the lighted pathway. And the hand is just like, We heard you, bitch.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Hannah. Like, Hannah
0: is so saucy in this episode.
1: Oh, Hannah is. Yeah. Well, Hannah's just done some hard time, mm-hmm. so she's not ready for shit. But like, it's kind of reminiscent of like the old movie theater, like lighted pathways or like aisles on airplanes, where like the lights are going to guide them where they need to be going. Yeah, there's
0: these pulsing lights that are like about a foot off the ground on the sides of the wall, guiding them. And so they they kind of like slowly edge forward, and they're a, a group grouped up here. Arya is holding on to Hannah. Uh, Spencer's holding on to Emily. Kind of like tulpas together as they make their way down this creepy hallway and around a corner mm-hmm. uh, they're
1: roughly roughly a liar's wall but they're splitting their groups we start to hear mm-hmm. some far away piano music plays that they're approaching you know for for a moment here on a on a vastly lesser show you would get this kind of dreadful eli roth
0: feel to mm-hmm. all of
1: this but that's it's not what pl is um, no
0: it's 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 like lynchian maybe um, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's just too weird it's not it's it's creepy, but it's not like like spooky scary, I guess I would say. Yeah. It, it's, it's like the, the mystery overpowers a sense of fear.
1: But also it's, it's kind of this arch horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so they open up a large door and they are in a facsimile of Allison's living room where the source of the piano music <laughs> is coming.
0: And we get this completely incredible shot. So the liars are all walking into this room and their faces tell you that like whatever they're seeing is blowing their mind. Yeah. We look, we get this awesome shot of the the living room with the big grand piano and sitting at it is someone in a blonde with blonde hair in that famous yellow top of allison's that she got buried in from that night, wearing an alley mask it's, it's like oh there's allison playing the piano in here
1: well and this this young woman is tiny so for a half a second i thought to myself could this be a child mm. it's not um yeah the liars approach they watch for a moment and emily says Allie is that you? And the girl in the mask
0: <laughs> slowly you turns. Dunce. that's yeah. not Allie.
1: She starts, yeah, it's not even remotely her body. By the actually.
0: way, um just briefly before we get to our, our big reveal here, could you figure out what music this was? I I know somebody on Twitter thought it was the uh Anytime? Anytime. I listened to Anytime from episodes 409 and 410. It mm-hmm. didn't sound at all the same to me. So, I, I yeah, know.
1: I couldn't I couldn't tell. I, I tried think...
0: using Shazam. It it gave me nothing.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I I have any idea what this is. Um, I'm dying to know, though. I wish it was any time, though. I think that would be very fitting. Um, so the the girl in the mask starts to slowly turn to them. Like, like maybe she's stunned to have actually heard a human voice.
0: It's she so lifts, fucking creepy and awesome.
1: Yeah, she lifts the mask up. I love that Aria turns to Spencer to get her reaction. <laughs> uh, the girl pulls the mask away. Once the mask is removed, we see that it's Mona.
0: All hail the queen. She cannot be killed.
1: The liars all freak out. Arya's like, "Oh my god!"
0: Emily's making some Emily faces. Spencer and Hannah are just flabbergasted. Uh, Mona with blonde hair—it's just completely nuts. I mean, I, I guess this is a wig, but it almost doesn't look like one. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at spotting wigs, so I, I have no idea. We'll but like, even party. her eyebrows are dyed blonde. Like, it's—it's it's something.
1: Well, I, I wanted like—they're uh, all stunned, and I wanted to be, like Emily to turn to Arya and be like. Oh my god, Ari, are you so shocked that you shit yourself? And Ari's like, <laughs> "No, it's the same shit."
0: Yeah. Well, And Mona even has on like Allie's uh like color. Yeah. Uh, color of uh lip gloss here. Oh, so, oh, oh, yeah. Like her makeup is like Allie's makeup, which I think this is why Janelle Parrish like it seems like she hated the blonde. I I, I sense that's probably why. It's like not her coloring at all. Mm. Um but it, it is like this really weird like facsimile of Allison. Um, And to make it even better, as we're going to see, Mona plays it like she's Allison.
1: (laughs) But very subtly, though. Yeah. Like, 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 she doesn't overplay
0: it. I think it's perfect
1: because it's like, it's one of those things that just kind of makes you slightly smile when you realize that she's doing these vague Sasha Mm -hmm. Piotr things.
0: It's very much Janelle Parrish playing Mona, playing Allie. It's not Janelle Parrish playing Allie.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, after the commercial, Mona sets the mask on top of the piano, handles it, she's about to hyperventilate a little bit, and she's just like, <laughs> Mona? And Mona says, Mona, I know it's been a while, but I haven't changed that much, have I? She gets up from the piano, walks over to the mirror behind it, checks her appearance a little, and she turns back to the liars, and she's like, you guys, it's me, Allison.
0: Oh, man. It's like you you thought this episode was already completely weird and twisted. Now it just got even more insane. And perfect <laughs> yeah and just she gives this smile it's it's very much like an alley smile um but it's yeah. like filtered through mona it's so nuts
1: it's yeah it's this kind of like stepford insane mm-hmm. happy smile <laughs> uh so meanwhile the again, liars like they
0: they don't even they like they lost their voices they just don't even know what the fuck to do with this yeah, yeah. i like, feel like they could have just turned around and walked back to the rooms now
1: well, I know you haven't said it, you, you haven't seen it yet, but like you talked about spiritual successor to Lost, but also mm-hmm. The Prisoner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think just, I need to watch that now. I just wanted uh, All You Need Is Love by the Beatles to start playing any moment now. So yeah, we cut to speaking of awesomeness, Toby's apartment, which is now Bro HQ.
0: Oh yeah. Caleb's at a computer desk. Uh, Toby walks in with Ezra behind him. It's triple triple Hardy Bros time.
1: It's well, we've gone from the Hardy Bros to like Alfred Hitchcock's Three Investigator Bros. Um, yeah, so Toby's like,
0: oh, there's some there's some straight up fucking nonsense here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do it?
0: <laughs> Caleb got into the P.D.'s command center.
1: And if you cross-check the van's GPS system with the P.D. system, it goes dead
0: right here. And he points at, like the map on the screen as Toby checks it out route 30 near the railroad crossing
1: that's when a hacked into the van's computer
0: and took the remote control of the vehicle yeah that's a real thing you can do sure yeah and ezra is just like okay so a would have needed to be in the area to keep the van on the road toby says the overpass would have given a a clear view and also cover from the deputies um the best thing about all this like techno bro nonsense here is that uh spoiler alert it leads to basically nothing Mm -hmm. um I feel like this is, it's almost like a parody of like what people want to happen on the show. Yeah. And they're like, why don't they trace the text? You know? like Yeah. Like this is, this is the show you get. These jokers. Uh, And Ezra's just like, it's like Ezra's really trying to be useful here. He's like, are there any traffic cameras in the area that you can hack into? And Caleb's just like, I'm already one step ahead of you. Because suddenly Caleb's like Felicity fucking Smoke here. Yeah. Hacking into traffic cameras. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. It's like
1: back up that footage now, so he opens up like a program or whatever, and Ezra's like, "One frame of A, that's all we need." Well, you well, know,
0: not that Andrew's like a great guy or anything, but is it a little messed up they didn't bring him in on this? Like, is it because he hasn't been jumped into the A gang or something? Like, Ezra isn't even dating Ari anymore.
1: Well, look, these guys have a rapport. They had group sex at Christmas. <laughs> they, they they just mesh, okay? They just mesh in a lot of ways. Andrew, you know, they They're have like
0: Andrew. We haven't seen your penis.
1: Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen your penis. We haven't made our penises touch your penis. That's
0: pretty Sorry. much what we do
1: in this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so in Allison's like fake living room, Hannah and the girls are like sitting around a table with like a like a full spread of food there. Mona, Mona slash Allison is pouring some tea. And It looks like over like by the piano. Well, the the, the food
0: is like it's like these like confections. It's it's all very like fancy and proper and it's like fine china that she's pouring yeah
1: it reminded me a little bit of what i assumed Jessica the other was always serving in, in her mm-hmm. living room but also a little bit of uh spencer explaining the, the fine cooking or the fine uh party foods to the girls after she got out of yeah mm-hmm. um so Emily's over by the window past the panel like looking out and hannah's like i can't believe it's really you and Emily's like there has to be another way out she like, runs over like tries another door uh Mona's like there is not. Now yeah, come, sit the, down.
0: It's tea time. The other door has a concrete wall behind it as well. Yeah, uh, Mona
1: keeps like pouring them tea, and Arya I just, just looks I just confused. have to say,
0: I, 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 really, really love the way they've made these sets so creepy and weird. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things when narrative, you know, stories, TV's, movies, video games, when they do things like this. They take a familiar setting, mm-hmm. and they, they kind of reveal the artifice of it. Mm -hmm. uh it just makes everything super surreal and weird
1: well i i love this idea too it's not like they don't have new sets and locations in this episode but like it's such a smart you know like when we talk Mm -hmm. about the bottle episode yeah or you used to get this a lot on tv where it was like the uh, the episode that had the framing device so we could do like flashbacks to previous episodes which you never Mm -hmm. see on tv anymore oh the clip show yeah the clip show episode yeah but it's like it's just they get to use the same set you know they don't have to go to a lot of new locations um yeah so is just like tea time emily looks angry but comes and sits and spencer says to mona what is this place do you know where we are and mona's like we're in my living room spencer this is my house
0: (laughs) why are you acting like such an imbecile and she says it totally like Allie. spencer's like she's so confused she doesn't mind the insult like her her brain is just elsewhere and Mona yeah. holds out this tray of cookies to Hannah, and she's like, Han, it's not like you're going to gain it all back by eating one cookie. You know you want one. She's, like, shaking it at her. <laughs>
1: well, it's, it's, it's so plays on, like, everything, like, Hannah's identity, everything about her mm-hmm. identity that she hates. But I love this reference because it especially goes back to the pilot, you know, with the yeah. cookies. So, well, so like just, Hannah, like,
0: Hannah just takes one, like, sure, you know.
1: Emily just, like, stares at, like, Mona, like, bewildered horror. Emily's just like, we really thought you were dead. Mona has to ponder that for a moment. She's like, thank God for Mrs. Grunewald. Then she goes and sits on the same bench, just, like, Hannah and Emily, like, right between the two of them. I don't know how I'll ever repay her for saving my life that night. I'm so happy to see you
0: guys. And well, it's, isn't Hannah, it, is it so perfect that they have Mona playing Allie because nobody else would be able to, to do this and, like, pull it off, know all of Allie's secrets and, like, not drop character.
1: Well, and, as we'll find out in this episode, not just Allison's secrets mm-hmm. like she knows all of these girls yeah so well she's well.
0: she's the only yeah. she's the only other person that could be play Allie, because she, yeah. she knows all the the shit like Allie did, yeah, uh, and Hannah puts a little hand on Mona's knee there comforting her, and she's like, "I'm really happy to see you, Mona and Mona's like smile fades at this. she's like, "Do not call me that again, you know how much I loathe that bitch, <laughs> which is just psychotic.
1: Well, so as Mona's heads turn a little bit, Emily's, like, inspecting some of her hair. <laughs> and it seems to me, like, they're, like, it's real hair. Like, it's dyed blonde. And well, she, she kind of mouths something to Spencer.
0: I think she mouths, it's her hair, to Spencer. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, Spencer has this great what-the-fuck look on her face. And so far, Grunwald's reading about Mona's whereabouts is not totally inaccurate.
0: Yeah um so uh,
1: Arya is just kind of like anyway didn't, didn't so Allison, would say
0: underground I, I can't remember if underground was she said that.
1: like you know in the dirt yeah by worms. yeah uh so is just like anyways so Allison, and mona gets more cheering and she's like more tea and then the bell chime, like a bell chimes four times it's kind of i don't even know how to describe this it's like- like,
0: it's just like a chime um and mona stands up and walks over to the metal door like very oh. robotically
1: yeah like a programmed zombie
0: mm-hmm. she opens it up and goes outside so the liars all go follow her out and she leads him into like this like kind of child's game room area. This is not a set we've seen. this is you know not somebody's room that Whoa. we know of
1: real quick when you were watching this last night, how much did you expect at some point we were going to see that scene where like Mona is like strapped into a chair with her eyes <laughs> forced open, like watching a brainwashing video, which is both my clockwork orange and lost? You know, mm-hmm. reference. I really thought that was gonna be something we saw at some point. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so they go into this game room, there's like, you know, table five chairs set up, they walk in. Spencer sees some reading blocks situated on a shelf and inspects them. Most well, on the table, like a board game's waiting for them.
0: Yeah, so th- let me paint the scene here. This game room, it's very much designed for young kids. There's a bunch of like dolls and like like some cabbage patch kids, some little like toy race cars and trucks and stuff. Uh, there's a, a, little boys yeah yeah well boys and girls i mean there's a train train set you know like a little electric train set um you know this mystery date game there's some like weird creepy puppet things that are kind of terrifying to look at uh, it's very much <laughs> like this is like a little like romper room for you know kids probably like six years or, or younger maybe maybe seven years
1: or really like the idea mm-hmm. of the romper room
0: yeah and those those block there's like those little letter blocks that spell out h-e-l-a-c-r-s probably figure that one out and mona sits down at the, the table with this mystery date game board game and she says we need to start the game spencer's like what if we don't want to play and mona says four chimes means it's game time she looks a little scared when she says it yeah she looks up and we get like a pov of a camera and we see like there's a camera watching it all the liars and they all look up and they see it uh, Mona opens the game and like j- basically just takes a lid off and like the game's ready to play. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird little board game. And so they all take everyone takes a seat and Mona says the object of this game is to be ready for your date by acquiring an outfit. Then you get to open the door and find out who your mystery date is, which feels like some sly gender commentary maybe. Well, I think this is a, this is a real game. It's an
1: old game. Really, it's a real game. Yeah, it's wow. an old game. Oh uh, yeah, so she's like like this and she opens up the little door thing on the game and there's a picture of Ezra from the Christmas ice ball. And Arya's <laughs> I think like that's
0: like one of the publicity stills.
1: <laughs> yeah. Arya's like, wait, that's from the ice ball. No, I'm not gonna sit here and play this stupid game.
0: Ezra really is funny. where Arya draws the line.
1: Yeah, she really goes from like zero mm-hmm. to 100 there. So Hannah then like like opens the door next and it's a picture of Caleb also from the ice ball. Well it's
0: ball. it's weird, it's like that you close the door and like turn the thing and then reopen it and you get a different photo yeah Uh, so now it's caleb from the ball uh and mona looks kind of sad as the like the pa like chimes twice again so she walks gets up and walks over to this little mailbox that's on a side table like this tiny little toy mailbox it's like it's built into the wall maybe a little bit um it's hard to tell yeah and
1: she pulls out
2: five
0: no it's
1: not built into the wall Okay, she pulls out five black envelopes, and she's like, there's something for everyone today. And she hands them out. They all, each, have, each envelope has one of the girls' names on them individually. We see Emily open hers. We see her name on it. It's like a fancy masquerade feel to it. And inside is an invitation that says, you are cordially invited to, to uh, senior, senior prom. prom. A night to die for. Attendance mandatory.
0: Very nice. Um, And Emily's like, These are invitations to prom. I think we're playing the game to see where our prom dates will be. And Hannah's like, No, we're not. And she stands up and drops the invitation. She looks right up to camera, or like getting the point of view of the camera, and she says, You win, okay? You can have us as your precious dolls, but if Caleb shows up here, if you do anything to hurt him, I will kill you. And Mona's just like, Hannah, no. Uh, and Hannah turns back to talk to Mona, and she's like, You are not Allison. You're Mona, okay? This is not your house you're not here alone anymore and Mona just looks like sad and scared and Hannah looks back at the camera and she's like there are five of us and one of him her it bitch Aaron's getting nasty and Emily's just like Hannah's right let's find a way to get the hell out of here so she stands up and everyone else does except for Mona and Spencer just like Mona let's go and Mona's just like my name is Allison Allison de Laurentis." Mm. She's like pleading and it's just like Mona, let's go. And then suddenly there's like this like piercing sirens, uh, like just super loud, and they all like like wince and duck, they're covering their ears. Or it's just like, What is that? And Mona's like, I was trying to warn you. And Emily's just like, Guys, I can't take it. (laughs) And it's like, oh my god. And Mona runs out of the room covering her ears, and Spencer's just like, Mona, hurry, guys. So they all follow her. Uh Mona runs down to like her room and Mona says it won't stop until you're in your rooms and like the door automatically shuts on Mona so the other liars go run to their rooms and the door's automatically shut on them too.
2: Mhm.
0: You know, it's funny uh, a friend of mine was saying that like he was like, "Oh, I, you know, I basically intimated that he could handle like the the siren, like that that was no big deal." Um I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I, don't I, think so. I I once in college like they used to have the uh the fire alarms go off in the dorms and mm-hmm. they were obnoxiously loud and one night I was just like fuck it I'm not getting up fuck this I know the building's not on fire I'm staying here I went like completely insane over the next 15 minutes like you hear like crazy different textures in in the a single sound like after a while like your your mind plays tricks on you it's like it's it's completely nuts
1: oh yeah well, and I and I used to work for the government in the building I was in the uh we would have this bizarre klaxon of a fire alarm and and you know, I ha- my job was to get people out, so I had to mm-hmm. be in there the longest with it. And there's periods where it kind of drones away, but it, it always comes back to
0: you. Yeah, it's like it, it shifts and changes in your mind.
1: Yeah, um, and I think yeah, it's just it's the kind of that same thing, but orally or orally, whatever. When mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at a shadow and you see something terrifying, I think your brain changes it mm-hmm. for you. But so well, look at the what
0: a what an insane and delightful torture palace this is. But let's be real. Would you rather stay here or in prison? I feel like I'd rather stay here.
2: At least you got a nice
0: bed. Yeah. It's more comfortable. Probably a uh, decent bathroom.
1: It's your friend's case. Do they have a bathroom? I know like Spencer's room at home has its own bathroom attached. The other liars don't. Arya needs to change her jumpsuit.
0: <laughs> that's true i think oh. I actually i think one of the show writers it might have been marlene tweeted something about how like you'll see the bathroom or something <laughs> uh, but i mean really this, I wanted, this has got be to be better than prison
1: i want it to be something terrifying that when you lift the lid there's like somebody's face
0: there or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean on the one hand it's like a weird torture dungeon where with like sirens and possibly brainwashing but on the other hand you're not making fucking laundry the whole time you're not worried yeah, about does. getting like burned with an iron.
1: Well, what I like too is—is is there any kid? Like, can you actually look at Hannah's hand? Like, are, are her fingers still broken?
0: No, I don't know, Hannah. Uh, the, I think the island healed her.
1: Yeah. So meanwhile, back in Toby's apartment, the uh, the the No, new, Hannah's like, hand is fine. They're like, look at some video, which is timestamped, but blank. Kib's like, it should be coming up. So we finally see there's something static, like the image of an overpass. And Ezra's like, you can't get to that overpass without passing a camera, right? And the footage then zips out and comes back to an old (laughs) black and white cartoon, like an animal riding around like a little clown car while smoking a cigar.
0: It's like an old, old, like, you know, early Disney type style, like, yeah, cheesy old black and white cartoon. Driving a, it's like a cartoon dog driving a car, like smoking a stogie. (laughs) He's just like, what the? And Caleb's just like, he found a way to override the camera and Ezra's just like, he's mocking us with a damn cartoon, like he's getting all Peto hard. Outrage. yeah, he, he turns away, he's like rubbing his head, he's so stressed, and then he just punches the wall, and then he winces in pain, because of, hardy- of course he just hurt himself. He's just like, mmm. Well, I love it's, that. I, I rewatched that like ten times, doing my notes.
1: Caleb, model man, looks at Ezra with such just like Scorn. dissatisfaction. Like, like
0: such kidding? low opinion. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's
1: ever since last week, like I don't think <laughs> Caleb thinks very much of Ezra at all. But I think Toby actually holds Ezra in his like crazy high esteem. And he's like, I'll go get you some ice for that. Ezra's like, I don't need ice. I need to find Aria. We've got nothing.
2: Nothing.
0: The oldest one here is just like throwing a totally immature shit fit. It's so fitting. Yeah. Uh, I K- would
1: love to see extended scenes of like these passive aggressive bros like broing <laughs> down about like just where to pick a place to eat dinner.
0: Oh my god. It'd be like, it'd take them 45 just, minutes. Just imagine just them, like, I'm not even hungry anymore.
1: Just imagine them debating like what toppings to get on the pizza.
0: Ezra's <laughs> like, can we all agree on cheese? Um, Caleb's just like, pepperoni is a classic topping. You have to get it on the pizza. What is wrong with you?
1: Ezra's like, I don't know. Ezra's just like, vegan
0: shit. I've been eating yeah, exactly. I've been eating all the of vegan shit. <laughs> uh, Caleb's just like, if I can find the right code. Then maybe I can write a program that will pinpoint the source of the hacker's signal. That's all we need to prove the Tanner that A can to control the van. It's like, yeah, sure, whatever, Caleb. <laughs> <Awesome> <laughs> you could have chart. said literally anything. Uh, well, I really, as,
1: we were, as we were watching us last night, I was just like, Caleb's going to do some hacker shit
0: to prove the Tanner
1: that a hacker did some hacker shit. <laughs> They're going to promptly give him some silver bracelets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really wanted for the rest of the episode for Ezra to have like an ice pack on his wrist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think we joked about, like, each time you see him, the ice pack gets, like, bigger.
0: <laughs> He's like, you know, guys, I think I actually broke my wrist. <laughs> Sorry, I, I gotta go to the hospital.
2: Yeah.
1: You got any painkillers, Toby?
0: <laughs> yes, I do.
1: I was like, I have some study aid. Uh, so we got to Hannah's room in the dollhouse, it's night. Hannah's asleep, and there's some like noises in the hallway outside. So Hannah kinda wakes up. She slowly sees the doorknob turning. Well, she so waits with bated breath.
0: It's night now. What do the girls do all day? They were just like stuck in the rooms or disobeying? Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. But yeah, the doorknob's like jiggling as Hannah looks up. Uh and she sits up, she's nervous, like who's behind, you know, who's doing this? But then it, it's Mona, we see. Mona opens the door. She has a small little, like, portable electrical lantern, and she says, we've got three minutes. Come on.
1: I, uh, as I'm rewatching this to do my notes, I I just yelled, she's better now.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you were wondering, Uh, like, how long is Mona going to be brainwashed? It's like, no, Mona's got a plan. She always has a plan.
1: Well, two things. She could have said, Hannah, come with me if you want to live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sploosh. But also, I'm going to say... We've got three minutes, possibly another lost reference. I don't know. Maybe I want to see it. So Hannah face.
0: She's like, I I have 108 minutes. Then you go type some numbers and push a button.
2: (laughs) Why do you find it so easy? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So after the commercial, we're out in the hallway. Mona dressed as (laughs) Alice.
0: Can I interrupt again to just say, Spencer, why do you find it so hard to believe?
1: Why do you find it so easy?
0: (laughs) It's never been easy. (laughs)
1: so around the hallway like in the in the dollhouse there mona dresses allison is leading the liars down the hallway telling them what's up she is basically in the allison role that she's always wanted Mm -hmm. dressed like allison i want to say you can you can cut back to that scene of the five of them walking down the hallway at the
0: school or this season in 505
1: yeah and it might very well be the same like configuration of liars you know just with with mona in the allison role so she says, every night the main generator shuts down like clockwork. It takes exactly three minutes for the backup power to kick in. I have run for 90 seconds in each direction. There gets like a fork in the road of the hallway where you it know, goes to the right, goes to the left. She points down in one direction towards the right, and she says, that's the way out. But there's an old side at the end. You have to climb up. There's a ladder, but it's about 50 feet to the top. And you can't get there before the power turns on and all the doors lock again. Then she points. You may the be off-stretch.
0: interested to know that the uh, the arrangement's almost the same except Ari and Spencer switch places. Oh, interesting. In their, in their walk. As, so, uh, from 505.
2: Okay.
1: She points on the opposite direction, like towards the left, and she says, That leads to a big empty room. There's nothing there. It's not a way out. But if you go past it, there's a steel door at the end of the hall, and it's sealed like a vault. Which is like, like a bank vault?
0: What's inside? And Mona's a like frozen donkey wheel. Yeah. I'm dying to
1: know too, Spencer, but I've never made it inside. It's too far to make it back to your room. So... Here's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all watch the show and we notice things and we come up with our little theories and oh, aren't we so fucking clever? But I feel like the best possible PLO Sherlocks, no offense, PLO Sherlock, the best possible viewers of the show would be Mona and Spencer themselves. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the clues they would pick up on or the line of questioning they take us towards. And like even if they were wrong, it'd be
0: amazing. Spencer is basically PLO Sherlock yeah we've we've there we go. we've added the identity so mm-hmm. emily's like
1: what happens if you don't make it back in time and mona's like it leaves you for days without food or water it blasts the siren to you'd rather die than listen to it one more second and the liars all kind of like look away like they've finally like realized the the scope of the suffering that mona's endured for over four months here and mona adds in then on a loop it plays a recording of the people you've left behind crying at your funeral <laughs> that's really
0: dark that is grim as fuck. Oh, and then she kind of like, it's like she has a sudden realization. She's like, is my mom okay? Uh, it's like, man, Ace has been psychologically torturing Mona for months, uh, but still hasn't mm-hmm. broken her. And Hannah mm-hmm. says, you know, you're Mona. And Mona says, it wanted me to be Allison. So that's who I am when it's watching. It thinks it beat me, but I'm still here. I'm the one who's winning the game. Oh, shit. And Spencer's like, just like, be afraid, eh? Oh, yeah. Whoa.
1: Well, also, note that. Mona, when she's Mona, never refers to A as anything other than it, Mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating, especially for when we get to our theories about who A is. (laughs) Um,
0: So the liars all kind of like look away, like maybe they're a little bit ashamed of doubting Mona now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then Mona looks back at Hannah and she says, is she okay, my mom? And Hannah says, I saw her a lot in the beginning, but there was a trial. They convicted Allie for your murder. And Mona, it's like, she can't help but smile a little at this. Like, all things considered, it's kind of a shitty situation, but nailed it. (laughs) And Arya's like, and they arrested us as accessories. Arya's really stuck on the accessories bit. Mm -hmm. And Mona says, I didn't think you were wearing that to make a fashion statement. Although, honestly, Mona, with Arya, you just never know.
1: Well, I feel like Mona's just basically saying, like, yeah, no shit, Arya. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a fucking dunce, okay?
0: And Ari's is like, "Yep, she's Mona." <laughs> and Hannah says, "Your mom never showed up to the courthouse. We heard it was all too much for her." From God, who? Mona, I'm so happy that you're okay. Well, Who did she hear that from? Spencer?
1: Wasn't I mean, that like Spencer's like supposition?
0: Y- yeah, I mean, it was like a guess. Um, but so Hannah finally goes in and gives Mona a big old hug. Nice, nice Hannah Mo- Mona well, OTP a, moment.
1: Interesting look in Mona's eyes over Hannah's shoulder. Um. I'm curious about that. And there's like a clicking sound. And Mona's like, did you hear that? So she's like, hear what? And I'm clicking again. Mona
0: gets it. She's like, we've
1: got 17 seconds. Run. And they all take off running.
0: So was Mona counting down like from 180 seconds that entire time in her head? Uh, I, I
1: think so. Mm-hmm.
0: She's Mona. Yeah. So uh, cut to jail. The Hastings, Peter and Veronica are waiting in the meeting room as uh, Hannibal Lecter here gets marched on in and shackles mm-hmm. Allison De Laurentiis and um, she she stops and gives them like this kind of like sneer from the doorway as he like regards them it's this classic like allison bitch face look
1: well it it's like she's chained like from the ankles to the hands
0: i mean like that kind of like where you have to do like, mm-hmm. little shuffle
1: walk yeah and she's tackles. basically saying yeah she's basically saying like take it all in mm-hmm. this is this is me now this is how low i've been brought yeah
0: so the guard leaves him alone and they just kind of stare at each other for a bit as Allie sits down. And finally, Allie says, is Spencer okay? And Peter's like, you can drop the whole caring friend act. We know exactly who and what you are. And Allie's like, I've done some bad things, Mr. Hastings. But like it or not, I am Spencer's friend.
1: Well, just a reminder, at one point in season five, these two ran into each other late at, late at night on a I love dark, that scene. mean streets of Rosewood. <laughs> it
0: was so weird and creepy.
1: Allison, you need to ride home or anything or some scotch?
0: Yeah, Allie's so brassy. And Peter's like, you forced her daughter to lie for you. Now she's in as much trouble as you are. I really want Peter to be her dad. Yeah. And Allie's like, I was desperate. Veronica says, and so are we. Do you know where she is? And this surprises Allison. She's like, Spencer? No, don't you? And Peter says, Allison, I promise you that guard outside will not be able to save you if you lie to us tonight. Peter Hastings is going ham. When, yeah, He's like, when this, I will kill you with my bare hands, Allison.
1: When this grown man threatens a teenage <laughs> girl who's in for life for murder, I believe it.
0: Yeah, but Allie, like, rather than, like, like, like angry, she just looks kind of, like, sad and, like, a little, like, frightened now. She's like, what happened? Veronica says, their van never made it to the penitentiary. The police think they escaped. And Peter's like, but we know that's not true. Uh, and Allison's just kind of freely crying now, you know, tears falling and she says I don't know where they are but I do know who took them and is like we're listening now hesitates almost smiles a little and then she's she's finally going to reveal she says it's a Peter and Veronica like shoot looks at each other and he's like any chance of a hurting those girls again died with Mona and Allie says Mona was a that's true but it all started again when she was locked up in Radley it was the same game, but with a new puppet master. And the stakes were higher than ever. This A killed my mom and Mona. Uh, it's kind of funny how she has to bring up her mom like for sympathy. It's like nobody gives a shit that Allie lost her mom.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, just a reminder, Peter fathered a child with that one.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's just like, oh, come on. If you really believe that, then why didn't you go to the police? And Allie says, Hannah tried, but there wasn't any proof. There never is. Veronica says, why would it start all over again? It doesn't make any sense. Mona was sick. We know that's why she wanted to hurt the girls. And Allie says, I'm telling you the truth. I swear it. Peter's like, why be honest now? And Allie says, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in here. I don't have anything else to lose. But you do. Hmm. I love that line. It's so awesome. And Peter and Veronica look at each other like, well, fuck.
1: (laughs) Peter's like, let me just kill her anyway. You know, mm-hmm. no loose ends. Uh, so we then cut to like a crazy control room where like Black Hoodie A is like sitting in a chair, tons of monitors showing all the various like rooms in the dollhouse. We see the girls, and they're all like rooms. different
0: sizes. It's all like weird and like haphazard and and like like it's, well, the, like are these like, like CRT monitors or something?
1: The equipment seems old, yet at the same time, kind of f- fancy
0: old. Um. Well, it's like these weird kind of like kind of bulbous old school like CRT tube monitors inside mm-hmm. of like these uh like clear plastic. Uh, it's the clear plastic that gets me. Yeah, it's totally. And they're all different size screens. Like it's so weird and, and it's it's very much feels like lost.
1: Well, know, the only like, thing missing here is the pneumatic tubes. Mm-hmm, yeah. The question mark.
0: <laughs> and there's like a video control board with like a little uh, joystick for moving the camera and all these like buttons on it. Mm-hmm. And black hoodie is just, uh, you know, typing away, looking at different, like, you know, cutting to all the different liars sleeping basically.
1: And black gloves and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then like cut to like uh Mona as Allie in, in Allie's bed sleeping and A like zooms in on Mona's face. Meanwhile in Spencer's room Spencer's
1: like mm-hmm. laying awake in the dark like lost in thought and we see that she's kind of imagining herself in like her her mind palace memory version of the game room um I love it's funny there's like a little poster that says love thy neighbor on the wall
0: so Spencer's Well kinda- when I, when we first watched this it wasn't clear but like she's just kind of she's awake she's staring and then it just dissolves to the game room. And it isn't clear at first that this is a dream sequence. I mean, there is like a vignette on it. So we know something's a little weird.
1: Yeah, but it's like Spencer's like astral projection form here. It's like staring at mm-hmm. those reading blocks again. She starts to use her, you know, mind palace telekinetic powers to rearrange those letters.
0: <laughs> this sequence is so awesome. Like, the, yeah. like the, the letters that, you know, H-E-L-A-R-C-S, they start like just moving on their own. Like, like Mind Palace telekinesis here, re- rearranging themselves. It's totally crazy. Mm. Uh, and so, it you know, first it's, it spells out L-A-C-E-H-R-S. And then it spells out Chaser without the L. And then they move around again, and now it spells out Charles.
3: Oh, shit. Ooh.
0: So, I mean, obviously, uh, Charles De Laurentiis was the, the answer to that anagram we got from a few episodes ago. This mm. spells out Charles. I think we see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And Spencer wakes up in bed, like, you know, exits the Mind Palace and says, It has a name.
1: It puts the lotion in the basket.
0: Yeah, she just figured it out. Charles. Yes. Although, th- this makes me wonder, as we're going to see a little later in the episode, they found that thing, the, the anagram in Mona's room for Charles de Laurentiis. Mona doesn't seem to be aware of any of that, though. So well, it's like, so did, was that actually Mona's, or did somebody else plant it?
1: Rewatching the well, it's coming up but rewatching it though it's like uh they purposely don't linger mm-hmm. on mona and nor did they give her time to explain should she need to do that i think it's very interesting yeah. it gives them a lot of options in season six or how much mona knows or doesn't know mm-hmm. um but i lost i just love that it, it becomes in spencer's mind too and it yeah it has a name so in mona and allison's room uh Mona's like sleeping like something like a hum this bright light starts shining on her like artificial daylight
0: yeah it's like suddenly warm fake daylight is like shining into the room
1: yeah there's a beep the camera's on filming her She she smiles she puts up up at the camera she puts on the act again
0: well it's like it's like this weird like Disney princess moment where she like sits up in bed all like fresh race and smiles for the camera like it's totally insane
1: this victimized woman for the past four plus months and yet she's put on this fake sugary seat demeanor like bluebirds are doing her hair exactly
0: exactly it's like the lighting is perfect and she has this super contented like happy princess look on her face yeah so she looks over like
1: the uh the vanity desk mirror thing where like there's her allison mask and next to it (laughs) is a wrapped present box with a card on it marked allison so she looks up at the camera and she's just like
0: for me she has to sleep in her alley close
1: well yeah like I wanted like almost a shot where they get to open up their closets mm-hmm. and they actually have closets, and it's all like the same outfits, you know. Oh, that'd be funny, yeah. Um, so there's the the bell chimes just once, seemingly meaning yes. So she opens it, and there's a gas
0: mask. <laughs> she takes out a fucking gas mask, and she kind of looks at it, and then puts it aside and she reads the note that came well, with it. Hold on. So like her back to the
1: camera, you know her face will be reflected in the mirror. Even Mona like the act drops for a minute. For mm-hmm. half a second she just looks bewildered <laughs> by the like, possibility. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, she reads the note that says because you're my favorite. A. Hey. And so Mona she picks up the mask and she smiles at the camera and she's like would you like me to put it on? And there's like one chime. Yes, you know. So she she puts on the gas mask and then she starts brushing her hair it's, it's vany Maria. Yeah. yeah it's like the most insane like psychotic thing this show has ever done
1: and i have the weirdest boner
0: it's man this gif this is going to be a classic
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, i mean, take so- that true detective <laughs> and she's this even using Carcosa. one of those those old style like brushes it's kind of like the the flat back with the short bristles you know
1: it reminded um, me of the hand mirror that they broke to
0: find yeah, Charles. Yeah, so exactly.
1: Uh, so we cut to the Rosewood Police Department where Tanner's there, like going over some report by Officer Toby looms over her. LOL. Uh, and Toby's like, it's all there in black and white. Somebody cyberjacked the van and kidnapped the girls.
0: Cyberjacked. <laughs> Tanner, Tanner, like, oh, like oh, hides a smirk at that.
1: Well, I love that they found Toby to say cyberjacked. Not even Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tanner's just like, she's like, you put a lot of work into this theory. And he's like, it's not a theory. It's the facts. And what she's a like,
0: condescending asshole.
1: Yeah. This is still your boss. You know, you've been a mm-hmm. cop for like three months, you jerk. Tanner's like, yes, I know. Our analyst gave me a very similar report this morning. Take a look. And she like hands the folder over to Toby. starts opening up. She picks up her phone. And we hear the guy in the like, dispatch. And she's like, put out an APB up for Caleb Rivers. And the guy's <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. And Toby's shocked. He's like, "Oh, In
0: your fucking face, Toby. Because, I mean, from Tanner's perspective, isn't that the obvious move here?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Caleb, who has been brought in before, is on record being brought in before by the Rosewood police because he is a hacker. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Tanner says, you don't happen to know where he is. Do you, Officer Kavanaugh? And Toby's like, no, I I haven't seen him for days. But, But what does Caleb have to do with this? And Tanner says, these reports do prove that somebody cyberjacked the vehicle. And I'm betting that it is Caleb Rivers. I think he knows where his girlfriend is. Foiled again, Hardy Bros. Yeah. Uh you know That from Tanner's well.
1: perspective, not the craziest theory on her part, considering that these people liars get, are shady as fuck.
0: People get so mad that Tanner like doesn't believe the liars when they're fucking liars. <laughs> you know?
1: But it's like she gave them ample opportunities. Like uh-huh. she knew that they'd been lying to them from the beginning and she's try well just I was rewatching the scene of Hannah and Tanner on the uh, park bench.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Hannah's like trying to play Tanner.
1: Yeah, and it's like that's her first one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit, Tanner doesn't believe these girls. <laughs> so the liars and Mona are like heading down the hallways in the, the dollhouse. It's like the next day or later that morning or whatever. And Spencer's just like, you guys, the blocks in this playroom spell out a name. Charles. Yeah. And so, like, like I said, I watch this closely, like, is this a shock to Mona? She doesn't really have time to to
0: react because they they walk into this kind of big open area it's um it's like this weird industrial setting uh with these like just metal tables set up with like various like uh little like we'll we'll see in a second but it's it's very weird it's like this industrial like there's machinery like lining the walls
1: pipes everywhere
0: yeah. yeah but it's it's being turned into like an mp room basically
1: so yeah my first guess was this was like part of the old abandoned boo boo's ice cream factory
0: mm-hmm. uh, so the woman on the pa is just like
1: please find your stations so there's a table set up with different things on them aria walks over to hers which has like a boom box and a whole bunch of cds laid out and she picks like up the current
0: cds yeah. It looked like a bunch of rip CDs and, and some headphones.
1: She uh sees a card there, picks it up, reads it, and it says Aria Montgomery, music committee.
0: <laughs> Ponder Aria Montgomery dropping the bass. DJ Aria. I
1: feel like here's my prediction. DJ Aria
0: is gonna play a lot of Evanescence. Like, what would her playlist consist of? Would a lot they just of be evanescence. Like, God damn it, Aria, stop playing Lie a little better over and over again. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to your fucking album. <laughs> Uh, emily and spencer. Like,
1: have you heard of the tyler blackburn album
0: <laughs> does he have an album or does he just write songs for the show i feel like we're due for another uh yeah it's been a while tyler since. blackburn song
1: what i what i always loved about the tyler blackburn songs that were they really used in pll is they always use them in caleb scenes
0: yeah yeah in, in haleb <laughs> scenes <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's writing their own soundtrack uh so spencer and emily go over to a table like their metal tables covered in like like decoration stuff mm-hmm. you know um like for a dance and emily reads the the sign on it and it says spencer hastings and emily fields decorating committee although it's interesting to i just noticed this the sign says spencer hastings and emily fields but she reads it emily fields and spencer hastings mm. <laughs> uh-oh watch out spencer metaphorically
1: uh, it's the horse getting before the cart or the cart getting yeah. before the horse
0: So Hannah walks over to a table filled with, like, junk food and, like, hostess, like, Twinkies and cupcakes and soda.
1: Soda, cookies, chips, and, like, exclusively hostess snacks.
0: Yeah. And Hannah reads her sign and says, Hannah Marin, food and beverage. And she just looks up at the camera with score and she's just like, bite me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's it's funny because, like, there's so much happening in this episode that, like, each of the liars and, and the other characters, they only have so much. You know, it's like spread out, but like they really make the most of it, especially Hannah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really of the f- main quartet. It's really Spencer and Hannah. Mm-hmm. But am I wrong? Is this not a great shot where I believe it's all one take? panning yeah. All them. Yeah, it's a, it's such a, a fascinating shot. So, yeah, Mona gets to her table where the ballot boxes are and reads her card. It says, Alison De Laurentiis, prom queen election committee. <laughs>
0: And Aria's looking at a clipboard and she says, wait, all these songs are from like seven years ago. Clue. What are CDs? Uh, and Spencer, she's holding up like some opera glasses and like a, one of the Phantom in the Opera mask. And Spencer says, a night at the opera. That was a prom theme from the last year that Melissa took Ian. Clue. Yeah. And Emily says, so A is recreating a prom we already had? And Mona says, well, if I'm on the election committee, you can be sure I'll win that crown. Which, and she's like, saying she it like so watched. fake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like she has to take it back to to the thing. But she's scheming though. She turns to Spencer and she's like, sort of like old times, huh, Spencer? Remember when I rig the election for you to win class president? And I love that <laughs> Mona knows that. especially she's like, like, you know, like just as close to strangling this bitch. And mm-hmm. Mona's like, Wanna fill some of these out? If you help me, or I'll help you if you help me. But like Spencer looks over, sees in her eyes at what Mona's implying, and she's well, like, Sure.
0: Mona's like holding her gaze, like, hey. I'm talking to you now. This is Mona, you know, and Spencer's like, sure. So the other liars come over around Mona and these like ballot boxes. And Mona says, if Ada's mind, maybe we can help each other, starting with these ballots. And she like takes one of the ballots and like she starts writing on one as they watch. And then we see from the camera's angle, which is like way up high in a corner. It just sees the five of them huddled around a table. Can't see what she's writing. Mm -hmm. And so Mona writes out, did you guys get a gas mask from (laughs) Ada? (laughs) and they kind of frowns and shakes her head and the other liars are like nervous obviously none of them got gas masks and then hannah very helpfully takes another ballot and writes out i'm scared (laughs) thanks for sharing hannah
1: oh it's it's so wonderful i mean it's it it's so perfectly hannah maybe even more so than just like the bite me Mm -hmm. or anything like that like i love hannah's vulnerability but I, I like they're doing a great job of continuing like what I've been calling the Dark Hannah saga. It's like just her her deconstruction of her her identity construct mm-hmm. so perfectly. So you know, speaking of identity constructs,
0: cut to the Hardy Bros hideout. Yeah,
1: Toby's apartment. Caleb is hacking, 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 and Ezra's watching him.
0: Ezra's watching uselessly next to him. I think maybe you like reading like a a magazine or maybe that's like the takeout he's, menu.
1: Maybe maybe he's reading selections from his novel in progress. <laughs>
0: yeah he's like i can read them out loud if you wanted caleb and caleb's just like shut the fuck up (laughs) there's a knock at the door and they they look back and toby gets up to answer it it's peter and veronica and they look like they're all out of patience for toby's bullshit right now and peter's just like we know about a and toby just like flares his nostrils and like steps back and so they can see that caleb and Ezra are inside and so they just walk on in toby seems annoyed but like why didn't you do this already? Like, if you're going to tell the cops about it, why not tell the parents?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're, But if you're going to go to the Hastings with as much info as you did, mm-hmm. like, why not bring it all the the way? In? But yeah. yeah, Veronica then, you know, should say, why is your high school English teacher here?
0: <laughs> yeah, so they just walk on in. It's, it's now the Hastings and Hastings show at the Hardy Bros hideout. Now, you people
1: realize how amazing Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings would be. Oh, Only yeah. now do you see at the end. So in that giant room in the dollhouse there, uh, the liars are all kind of working on their tasks. Like Spencer's like sitting on a table and she flips out. She jumps off the table.
0: Um, well, she, she cuts herself with scissors as she's cutting a mask out. That's what happens there.
1: Okay. Real quick in the background there is Aria actually working on a playlist.
0: Yes, of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> she's got to do the job. Come on. She's no slouch.
1: She's just like, well, I might as well make it amazing. I'm Aria after
0: all. She's like, okay, so then there's Evanescence and, mm, well, I guess we can do a, a block.
1: <laughs> she's like, oh, here's a shitty song where Amy Lee guest stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Emily you know, turns to Spencer. She's like, are you okay? And Spencer's just like, so this is going to be our senior prom. We're decorating our construction paper and tape. And Emily's like, well, maybe that's part of our punishment to put together the lamest prom ever. And Hannah's like eating a brownie. Oh,
0: well, yeah. The, the great kind of like comic acting by Ashley Benson here. She just like munches on a hostess cupcake. Like, just kind of like, whatever, I'm eating this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're happy, eh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's especially well, when they go got to be hungry, page. too. Yeah. Spencer goes off on the tangent. She's like playing to the camera like, you know, this space is actually pretty awesome. I'm surprised A doesn't have the imagination to see it. Hannah's like, it's a big ugly room. <laughs> uh, so she's like, okay, okay, but what if, what if we use this staircase to make a grand entrance for Allie to walk down? Think Gloria Swanson and Sunset Boulevard. Alright, we could rig a bunch of cameras to go off on a timer as you walk down those steps. It'd be so easy to take all these copper pipes and use them for drapery rods. And the rest of the PLS was just like listening along. Mona, Mona's Madness. like catching on now, yeah. And she's reading two lines. And Mona's like, and we could use some old pipes and make beautiful candelabras. And we could hang wire from the ceiling and hang shapes to create some beautiful shadows and silhouettes, which, you know, obligatory Liberace mentioned.
0: Yeah. These two geniuses are just talking their own languages right now. And Spencer yeah. kind of like snaps her fingers and like very pleased. And she's like, that would be a night at the opera. Mm. Um, so what the fuck are they going to do with like pipes and wires and cameras? Who knows? We'll find well,
1: out. Well, you know, obviously Spencer has a plan. Which we'll find out. But mm-hmm. as I was watching this, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh shit, steampunk prom."
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so we go back to uh, the Hardy Bros' hideout. Yeah, yeah. Hastings are conferring with
1: the Hardy. I love how Veronica and Peter are like on one side of the room, facing <laughs> off the three of them.
0: Yeah. Is they're all like Ezra's really trying to look important here too. He's got his arms crossed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Veronica says, "We need to tell the other girls' parents what we know." and Ezra's like agreed but we were hoping to have some more answers before we do that was well, there's like, like has it been like like a day at least right like the the, the liar has been missing for at least a day and a half
1: so this would be according to the thing maybe two Wednesday? days
0: i mean it who knows yeah
1: uh but i wanted to, to be like by the way i'm actually a business owner <laughs> yeah. I, I am an adult
0: peter's like i don't understand or well, you we can't just take this information to the police also, I don't understand what the fuck my daughter's English teacher is doing here. <laughs> and Toby's like, everything we give, Tanner just twists to fit her own theory. And Veronica's like, which our- statement for the fans. Yeah. Veronica says, and let's take our case to the media. And like Peter pulls his phone out and he's just like, I can call Angela King at the Philadelphia Press. She owes me a favor. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's the Hastings and Hastings show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kayla's just like Mr. Hastings. With what we know about A, that is just not the right move. They're, they're doing a good job of keeping Caleb sl- subtly suspicious through this whole episode.
2: Yeah.
1: And Veronica's like, what do we know about A? And there's, there's like everything in those boxes. So he gestures to the four boxes behind him. And he's like, and about a dozen more in a storage unit up on the North Highway. On just to...
0: Just don't ask me how I have all this shit.
1: Well, on Twitter, I believe someone named Morgan Glennon wins this moment with a tweet <laughs> that went. Now, the reason I have all these boxes pictures of your daughter in
0: them, that's a funny story. Do you like true crime? You ever read In Cold Blood? Don't hurt me. <laughs>
1: and then Peter pulls the garret out of his
0: watch. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica says, how do, we not, how do we not see this happening again? Toby says, forcing the girls to keep things from you is what A does best. And Peter's like, all right, well, maybe if we look at, uh, through all this together, we might find something that you guys missed. And he goes over and he picks up a box and then he just like grabs like a big chef's knife from like a block Whoa. in the kitchen.
1: Did you not feel that There's like that kind of very subtle, like, let's make Peter look a little shady, just a little.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even know how much I have to try. He just is kind of, I mean, the way he just reaches over and grabs this big ass chef, chef's knife. Yeah, and just just
1: kind of waves it around like it's just an average mm-hmm. thing. But Ezra's like, yeah, before you do that, A, didn't just prey on the girls. Your secret's in there, too. Oh, tell them if why, you, Ezra.
0: Go. Go ahead. You, <laughs> Peter's got a knife in his hand. Tell them why their secrets are in there.
1: If you decide to open them, you need to be prepared for those to come out. You know, like the Ezra thing, like the boxes. It's mm-hmm. like, A can't hack into your boxes remotely, <laughs> Ezra.
0: <laughs> I know. You asshole. You've had all this proof this whole time.
1: So, yeah, Bronco comes over to like Peter. Well, as he I guess it,
0: maybe Ezra's just like, well, yeah, but then they'd arrest me for fucking a student. So, you know, <laughs> can't turn that in. And
1: then so Bronco's like, oh, that's why you're here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Bronco well, comes over to Peter as he hesitates. Puts well, because well, like,
0: Peter has that knife in his hand, I think he's debating whether or not he should just murder Ezra right now.
1: Murder all of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, remember, he solemnly promised Spencer that he would not kill a single person for her
0: yeah not It'll one
1: person multiple people what do you think that graveyard in our backyard is for
0: you like veronica has to come over and like put a hand on the on the blade like you know push it down no more secrets
1: this and is Peter, almost that line from sneakers yo
0: fear looks really reluctant and he lets veronica take his knife i really wanted veronica to then murder ezra instead like plot twist <laughs> uh, she cuts the tape on the box uh, and then ezra's phone beeps and he checks it and he sighs and he says the police are downstairs and they want to come up. How the fuck does he know this? Who texted him that? Like one what? of one of his actual
1: employees, unlike I actually, Emily.
0: I have a theory. Yeah. What if it's Andrew? Because we're we're gonna get to something in a second here.
1: Oh, I, uh, I like that. I like that a lot. I was actually trying to think of a uh, a grand Budapest hotel scenario where okay. Ezra goes down and like talks to the cops, and he's like, "Hold on a second. and he just runs away because
0: <laughs> Caleb's just like, "They're here for me." And Peter looks up as though he, like, just realized this. And he's like, and you're harboring a fugitive. He can't be here when they find him. (laughs) And He just, like, casually, like, weighs Toby and, and Caleb off. It's like, I better drop some lawyer knowledge on you.
1: Well, yeah, so Caleb grabs his jacket, tells Toby and Ezra, don't stop looking. And so Caleb takes off. And, like, Toby tries to go after his true love. Like, Caleb, wait. Peter calls after him, stopping him. Toby, he's doing the right thing. And Veronica says... And we need you on the right side of this and your boss. So presumably, Caleb's going to go give himself up to the cops.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I know the Hastings are calling all the shots now.
1: Well, you know, I I understand why, unlike a lot of people,
0: why the parents
1: were never called in before.
0: But now that Peter and Veronica are in on this shit, mm-hmm. I like it. they are a couple of, you know, high price lawyers like shit's getting done. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Mm hmm. So Toby's make making some frustrated faces, but I mean it's the Hastings show now. And then the another phone beeps. It's Veronica. As she checks it and she says it's Melissa. And then cut to downstairs in the in the brew.
1: Well, it's it's you know it's a finale. We have to get some kind of Melissa cameo, mm-hmm. even if it's just the mention of her
2: presence.
0: Yeah, down downstairs, it's, it's sitting in the the liar's nook in the brew. It's Andrew fucking Campbell here. Mm-hmm. He's got a MacBook Air open, some Beats headphones on, and he's like blue jacked Veronica's phone. He's listening in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we hear Veronica say, Melissa, there's something you need to know. Oh, shit. You notice that he's also been working on his, his math homework his at the math, same time. Yeah, he's got the math homework in the background. He's the multi So free. So what if Andrew is like Ezra's new little helper? Because I'm thinking like, how the fuck would he know that the cops are downstairs? Like Andrew so- could have texted him.
1: Do you remember a thing I believe it was before Five B started where somebody asked Tyler Blackburn somewhere for for some hints about the new season? I and he definitely gave, don't remember that. Okay, so he gave out these three nuggets. It was and he said, look, look, two of them are a lie and one of them is the truth. And the <laughs> nuggets were Caleb almost gets burned alive. Mm. Ezra starts dating another high school student and uh, Hannah has a pregnancy scare. What if <laughs> Ezra is dating another high school student and it's Andrew? <laughs>
0: Well, see, I see it more as like Ezra's like, look, Arya's outgrown me, obviously. Uh, so I, you know, I bequeath to you that relationship, and you will be now be my like weird like agent of chaos, and so you you be creepy and follow her around, just report back to me.
1: Isn't he just? He shows up at Andrew's house one night. He's like, Andrew, I understand you've taken my ex girlfriend as a lover.
0: Congratulations.
1: (laughs) You want to read my novel?
0: Andrew's like this is shit man
1: i mean writer.
0: i mean do you have an editor
1: <laughs> the first thing ezra ever let me read was shit
0: <laughs> the imagery was trite and heavy-handed uh but yeah what what is andrew up to um I, I feel like it's we're gonna get more details in a bit i it almost seems like he, we've gone too far with him being shady and now it's like maybe he's actually secretly trying to help just in his own weird creepy way, you know. Well,
1: I'm going to say that my theory is that Andrew is working with Mona or was like mm. left behind as okay. one of Mona's agents just because of the blue snarfing. Mm. And specifically because like I I try to think like what would be the most interesting take on his comments to Arya in that classroom about Mona's, you know, being oh, yeah. dead. And I think to myself, uh, Mona so anyways, in the hallway at the dollhouse, presuming in the middle of the night, the Liars and Mona are commiserating. And Hannah's like, so A's a guy? So she's like, well, I don't know any girls named Charles, which is funny because we know some a girl named Michael. I mean. um, and so Aria and Mona's like, why would A give you a gas mask? And Mona's like, "Allie's his favorite. I think after the prom, she's the only one he wants to keep. So A's going to like gas them all to death. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, so this would have been the moment, Aria. To like mm-hmm. ask Mona about the fucking anagrams, So I don't think the liars ever <laughs> saw them, did they?
0: No, they, they never figured out it was an anagram. So I guess that's why they wouldn't have asked. Um, yeah, so Emily so, says,
1: so our night at the opera is going to turn to a scene from Carrie.
0: Mona with a telekinesis, clearly.
1: Yeah. So Spencer's like, "No, we're not going to let that happen." So Spencer like looks past them towards the vault, and Mona picks up on she's, it. It's, she's thinking
0: about that frozen donkey wheel.
1: Well, it's it's wonderful and terrifying to have these two in the same wavelength. And mm-hmm. Mona's like, "I know what you're thinking, Spencer, but I promise you don't have time to make it to that vault.
0: We need to move the island."
1: And she's <laughs> she's just like, "Wait, do you watch what I do next?" Mm. Um, someone changes up. And she's like, "So, have you ever built one?" And she's like, "I haven't needed to build
0: one." But I've read about it. And Ari's
1: like, build what? These I'm two are just like,
0: like about to make out. They're talking all cryptic.
1: Well, they're about to, like, one of them is like Robert Oppenheimer and the other's mm-hmm. like an Oppenheimer junkie. And they're about to blow up the world here.
0: Amona's like, the stuff Spencer
1: said she needed to decorate, if, if it delivers, we'll have it. We need to build a machine that temporarily shuts off electricity. So,
0: so what do they build? Is this like an electromagnet or something? Yeah, I think it has to be, doesn't it? i don't know you know it could just be something designed to like short circuit well, electricity of it
1: i think that's what it is but there's such pathos i felt mm-hmm. like
0: instilled
1: in Trent was reading of i haven't needed to build one but i've read about it <laughs> no. what the hell was going on there
0: i don't know i'm looking at the wiki to see if they have any idea of like what they're building but they don't seem to know um I, it's either like an electromagnet or like something just designed to create a short circuit or like an overload i don't know
1: well it's like it's this basically this is this hallway is subject to the first meeting between like oppenheimer and tesla
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, they're about to just destroy science uh, yeah, fuck the, yeah science t-
0: it temporarily shuts off the electricity hannah says how long is temporary and spencer says long enough to get us out of here And they hear like another clank and they're looking around nervous. And Ari is like, yeah, we can turn that off the power. But what about a and Emily says, and it's his prom. There's no way he's not coming. Mona says, I hope you're right, Emily, because like Hannah said, there's five of us and one of him. Liar power. Mm -hmm. I really wanted Spencer at this point to just say, I love it when a plan comes together
1: and chop on a cigar.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty good. So uh, uh, again, this this is a good reference, though specifically because i think the a-team fits the liars but also george pipard is Varjack from breakfast at tiffany's
0: there you go yeah <laughs> so, so it's the, yeah, yeah next next morning the liars kind of file into like this prom room back to work i mean uh, they're doing a lot of work uh like decorating and is working on that playlist something fierce
1: emily is working harder on this prom than she does in her actual job
0: <laughs> much much harder and the pa says good morning guten tag bomb dia please find your stations and spencer marches over to her table she's very pleased cuz there's like a bunch of shit that she wanted on the table she says oh wow this is not what i was expecting <laughs> uh and there's like like some like like lots of spools of copper wire some like kind of white lace like drapery some cameras i mean who the fuck knows what they're building
1: and I don't know this for sure, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm just going to go ahead and lie and say there's also a Tesla coil on there.
0: Yeah. Because it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And Emily's just like, so now you're excited? You're actually going to help aid decorate this place? Spencer says, we can use this to make a curtain for Allie's grand entrance. It's like holding up the lacy cloth. The great shot of Hannah rolling her eyes. <laughs> yeah. And Emily says, well, you're on your own. And she just sits right on the floor. All right. He's like, Em, we're all in together. What are you doing? And Emily says, taking a sand. And Hannah says, by sitting. She's like, so snarky. And Emily's like, this isn't my prom. I'm not helping. Spencer's like, why are you being such a bitch? Yes. Time for a fake liar fight. Mm-hmm. I think the, the orange jumpsuits really bring it out of Spencer and Emily. It's like, mm-hmm. Total Whoa. troubles.
1: Oh, what was the name of the episode? Um, From season two? two B. Oh, I can oh, uh, find out. In just through a many dangers, toils, and snares. Yeah. Which was a Joseph Doherty-Norman-Buckley joint.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Spencer just called him a bitch. And Emily says, I'm being a bitch. Take a look around. Why are you making this so easy for A? Oh, my God. Drapes? Thanks, A. I'm so excited. I get to have my senior prominent dungeon. Mm -hmm. Insert puffy drapes joke. (laughs) Uh, Spencer says, you know what? Forget it, Emily. I don't need your help. And she walks past Emily. And Emily's kind of like leaning back on her arms. And Spencer just like kicks one of them out as she goes by.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It just meow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily's pissed. She's like, "You did that on purpose." And Spencer's like, "Get over yourself." And then we see the the camera that's watching the liars has to, because Spencer's way over on the left side now, so the camera ha- has to like pan over and zoom in to like see what Spencer's up to. Conveniently leaving the rest of the room, you know, unmonitored right mm-hmm. now. And Ari's like, "Stop! This is already stressful enough as it is." Spencer, don't start. And Spencer's like, "I didn't start anything. The quitter did." Ooh. that's what you want to do isn't it, emily you quit things when things are too much for you, you just throw in the towel and just getting right up in emily's face she's like i mean you quit the swim team you quit Paige, you even quit maya oh shit that's not totally fair uh hannah and Arya just like roll their eyes at this like they could give a shit and emily just like hulks out they like, start shoving spencer mm-hmm. so they're tussling and Arya's just like guys you guys and they're all like trying to break them up Meanwhile, Mona is like snuck over to that decorations table there and like loaded up a bunch of supplies into a box while this is going on. Like presumably a a is distracted, doesn't see this.
2: Yeah, it's
1: moving around and we see that the camera kind of zooms in. So she says Ari and Hannah are trying to break up the fight. I think
0: A is just like, oh, shit, they're fighting. Are they going to fuck? <laughs> cat
1: fight meow mm-hmm. so the fight is over we see is holding spencer back hannah's holding emily back <laughs> theory
0: like aria could hold anyone back Arya <laughs> has her arms like crossed like all like like tough like <laughs> like she's the warden or something now.
1: Well, this would have been a great opportunity for Arya to be like you guys if we don't live together we're gonna die alone <laughs>
0: <laughs> i need to get back to my playlist
1: <laughs> And starts to become saeed Uh, yeah. Hannah's like, you guys. Honestly, I cannot handle this. Please, can we not do this to each other? And everyone's like catching their breath, fixing their hair. And then he's like, I'm sorry, Spence. Okay, I know this isn't your fault. Spence is like, Yeah, me too. Look, I'm just trying to make the best of a very bad situation. The camera then, like, it's like a remembered Spence from Oh Yeah, Mona. Mona. And she's just like sticking some bows in the ballot box, and
0: she's like, if well, you well, baboon- she's, she's carried her supplies over to the ballot table and like kind of hid them be- behind the boxes
1: yeah. On the other side and she's like, "If you baboons are done fighting, I could use some help over here, then we can all decorate together,
0: yeah so they they all come over, and we can see Mona has all this like shit like behind the ballot boxes where a can't see, and the liars all kind of crowd around, so they're they're building something weird and electronic that involves like cameras and wires, and who knows what else."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh so we cut to the Rosa like, PD interrogation room. Caleb's like meeting with Tanner, and he's just like, If I knew where they were, I wouldn't be here right now. And if you have Hannah, and Tanner's like, Well, I'd like to believe you, but I and
0: then we see that Caleb is here of his lawyers, Hastings and Hastings. <laughs> yeah, fucking. the way the camera like pulls back, it's like, Oh shit, it's double Hastings, like they're on either side of Caleb.
1: So Peter's like, but you don't, and you won't. So let's quit wasting time. Do so you notice like, he's
0: in a suit now? Like yeah, he's in a changed.
1: Suit now. <laughs> They've lawyered up. <laughs> It's like I wanted it to be a sequence where they just kind of like spin around and like the camera makes like woo woo sound and like <laughs> turn into like you know formalized lawyers
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and Veronica says you need to charge a client or at least him. Yes. Tanner says you might not exactly you might not know exactly where they are, but you know more than you're telling me. And Caleb's like you're right, I know a lot more than you do. And Peter's like, okay, son, I think it's time we go. And Caleb's like, I hacked into your computer system. I found the location where he lost the van. Tanner's like, you just admitted to a federal offense. And Veronica says, I think what he meant to say is if he hacked into your system, he could find the van. Hmm. Peter's like, and if he had further access to that system, he may be able to. And then Caleb's like, override the hacker's jamming signal. Locate the van. Tanner's like those are some big is. Veronica says, "I think the bigger is, or what if you're wrong? What if someone did take the girls?" And Peter's like, "And because he haven't considered it, you and your analysts are looking in the wrong, all the wrong places." Veronica says, "Yeah, have you, haven't you asked yourself how four teenagers could be this good at evading the police?"
1: Peter likes her style though. I feel like mm-hmm. the the spark has been like reignited. Oh place.
0: yeah, it's like the parent trap. But also. The lawyers weren't too
1: shabby at that very task, and as for answers and escape from New York,
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: Um. So Peter's like, you're not going to find the answer investigating the girls because they're not running from you. So maybe Tanner's like starting to get that, like, get the, they're right. And kids like, there's no way that Hannah wouldn't call me if she could.
0: Tanner just got double lawyered. Yeah. And Peter looks so p- smug and pleased with himself. Like this is why the Hastings make the big bucks.
1: She just got like, like legal hacked. Mm-hmm. um so in, the, in that big room in the dollhouse Spencer's like wiring up some pretty big wires some intricate systems like tying the decoration on the stairs i mean this well, is
0: like this I, is what they've done they they have these like big like i don't know maybe like four inch wide poles holding up these like big can- like it's like steampunk candelabras with like electric uh like lights instead of like flames um you know it's like these big ass candelabras on each side of the stairs but Around the entire pole all the way up, like four feet of like copper wire is wound. So which mm-hmm. makes you think this is some sort of weird like electromagnet or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, so Arya's uh, like sitting for bowls or fake cannon operas.
0: Hannah and Emily come back
1: over and Hannah's just like, So is everything all set? And, Hannah, and Spencer's like, Yeah, we're about as ready as we can be and Mona says, aria since you're the photographer <laughs> you should take the pictures. And Mona and those, like hands are photography
0: classes are really paying dividends.
1: She hands Ari this camera looking device uh, and Emily says, you know how to work that, right? And Ari's like, yeah, just point and shoot, isn't it? And we see there's like a <laughs> it's like a fancy switch. And stuff. So I think what they've done is like hollowed out like a disposable camera for this.
0: Yeah, it's like the the front of the camera is there, but the back of the camera is like, you know, stripped away. And there's like just coiled copper wire and like like a, you know, circuit board and shit. This is the only thing. It's like the the remote that triggers the uh, the detonator.
1: This is the only thing where I would I would come back and say there's a slight suspension of disbelief required. We'll get into that minute though. Um, well, I'll say why in a second. So, uh, Spencer comes over to kind of like stop Ari from hitting anything in the way of buttons. And she's just <laughs> like, yeah, just save it tonight though, because there's only one first picture. You know what I mean? And Ari's like, got it. And then the woman on the PA is just like, guten tag, boa tarde. Please follow the lighted pathway. Return to your rooms. And the liar start to walk out. and Emily kind of comes with the hand and reassure, like, we got this.
0: Yeah. So then we go back to the Rosewood police station. Caleb is now hacking and under the supervision of Tanner and like some suit who I guess is like probably like the police it guy. Yeah. yeah. This, this needs to be how like Caleb joins the force as like the cyber forensics expert and in actual the, bad guys becomes a real thing.
1: In the time jump when it's mm-hmm. uh suddenly like uh, the pretty little liars version of 21 jump street. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And like to- officer Toby's there too. And Caleb's like, Sometimes a hacker is in a, a trail intentionally coded to cover the tracks. It's smoke and mirrors put there to distract you while they're actually Oh
0: wow. And some <laughs> so, some
1: shit starts happening on the screen. Caleb's that would be accessed. a
0: great like secret admission of guilt of Caleb Ray. That, like it's smoke and mirrors there to distract you.
1: Yeah. Uh Caleb is accessing the Matrix here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: Toby's like, Did you find something? Tanner kind of like comes closer, like, you know, wanting it translated from Leet Hacksaw into English. And she's just like, Rivers? But like you know, Toby could speak his language, so he kinda leans in and is like, Caleb. And then like whatever's happening on the on the, the screen there well, it's, it stops. It's
0: like a signal tracer and it's like it's like found a locker or something, you know, whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. For fourteen twenty three Clark Road. But uh Caleb's like the thing about coming into the back door is the view is entirely different. he reads off some <laughs> That's coordinates. That's what he said. Yeah. The tanner's like, those are coordinates, and Caleb's like that's where the van is. So she puts her hand on Caleb's shoulder and says, are you sure about this? He doesn't like that. So he brushes her hand off. And well, like,
0: first he just like kind of sneers at it like, huh? Yeah, and then yeah. brushes it away.
1: Yeah, it's so. Well, he says, like I said, that's where the van is. It's very catty. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's, what exactly is this moment here for? Like, I don't know. I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really. So uh, Tanner's just like, OK, then. So she turns to Toby, she's like, call it in, Kavanaugh. Hold the sirens, but have Ariel's assistant standing by. And Toby's like, "Yes, man," and he gets to finally use that shoulder walkie-talkie thing, which he's oh, probably he loves never that used. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, "We got a possible location of the missing van." Which you're in the police station. Can't you just step out the door and yell that at somebody? No, I guess not.
0: Not when you've been dying to use that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we go back to the dollhouse. Ari is coming back to her room, and she opens the door and sees there's a big old like black and like crimson red like fancy prom dress on her bed. That Along thing is with bigger
1: the, than Arya herself,
0: it's I, don't know, I guess more burgundy than crimson. But um, yeah, there's also uh, some gloves and like a makeup bag kit on the bed too. It's like every everything she'll need. Uh, it's a giant ass dress. Uh, and she turns around. She's like a thought of everything, and the other liars are all standing in their doorways, like looking in. So I guess they all have their dresses in there too. And so they all walk in. The door shut automatically. Mm-hmm. Time to get ready for prom so yeah like how long do you think they take on their hair getting ready for fake prom uh like does it is it like two hours later because they had to like you know deliver the or uh, assemble the ensemble
1: it's funny since since we were just interviewed yesterday asking Mm -hmm. about the bros and the two in our title uh, we said that you know we really don't bring a lot of the masculine point of view to the show, we don't think, <laughs> um, except for like small things like Inherent. the fashion. Yeah, the fashion that we don't understand. Um, one of the things that I've always wanted to remark about the show is other than I think Hannah's one throwaway line in uh, This Is A Dark Ride, uh, there's never really like a comment upon the girls having to get ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like presumably yeah, a woman takes more time to get ready. You know, like, like Allison says, putting their face on.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's that dream world where they wear like insane, you like, you know, really coordinated fashion constantly that like nobody dresses like that. You know,
1: these girls look amazing and on point constantly. So I'm assuming it takes them forever to get ready though. In one of my mini barrage of PLL kindle world stories will just be nothing but uh, interludes of the liars, like tapping their toes and checking their watches while they wait for their boyfriends to get ready, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Caleb, like priming and prepping his hair in the mirror. And Hannah's
0: just like, seriously, we're going to miss the movie. <laughs> of course, it's some old black and white movie they've already seen.
1: But. Exactly. Uh, so out in the woods somewhere at night, the cops are everywhere. We see a, a barn somewhere. It looks a lot like that barn from the end of season two. Um,
0: cool. I'm mean, sure it's the same set, but the uh, officer Toby here, he's got the the gun and the flashlight out. He's he's really working the gun and flashlight like mm-hmm like he, he's it's like he's showing off he's like see has what he, i learned at the academy
1: has he ever actually unholstered this thing before
0: probably not um but they we see the the cops have found this van they're coming up on the side and toby's like you know like very exaggerated like kind of like swooping the gun around like pointing it into the the driver's side there's well, no that, one in there
1: that thing where your your right arm is completely straight with the gun in it and mm-hmm. then you have like your left arm hole in the flashlight is kind of under your wrist. Yeah like, yeah. like locked together. But yeah, Barney Fife here. I want I want to find out eventually that he only has the one bullet and it's in his pocket. He's yeah. um, like, clear. clear. <laughs> yeah. Tanner's there along with the uh, the bald black cop of glasses who now not needs a name. He's he not a Barry. Name. That's his name. So Tanner should be doing her Tommy Lee Jones impression here. But she said she's just like, found out and search of perimeter. Remember. This could be a hostage situation. So abide protocol, which I think has never been told to any Rosewood cop before. Yeah. They've never been instructed that there is protocol to
0: follow. I don't think they have protocol. But you can see on the barn in the background, there's some sort of a kind of like weird logo or insignia up high on it on the wall. We'll see more of that in a bit. Um, But now we're back to the Liar prom in the dollhouse. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, the decorations are all set up. There's all these lights hanging. There's music playing. It's uh, unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Such a perfect
1: song. Also, it was on the soundtrack for the very first Yaya Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, in which Lucy Hale played mm-hmm. the sister, the little sister to Rory Effie. Gilmore named Effie. Mm-hmm. Trivia as fuck. Also, so here's my thing like, their device, their plan is brilliant. A's obviously swooped in here to do their own decorations. At no point did they pick up this camera of a wire in it and just be like, that's not a camera. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, he was busy. Um, so obviously we have to talk about the dresses here. Oh, well, um, so
1: so when they were doing the production of this episode, I was really curious why Iron Marilyn King made a point of showing off that Mandy Lyon was in the writer's room as they were like breaking this story. And hmm, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, they took a long time to, like, pick out these prom dresses. Uh, so Hannah's on the left here. She's in, uh, like, a very bright red gown of some sort. It's uh, strapless, it's black, like, uh, elbow-length gloves on. Uh, it's kind of, like, lacy up top. It's, like, red satin below, but then, like, lacy and kind of, like, really showing off her cleavage.
1: I assume that this dress could catch on fire any minute and she could then enter the hunger games.
0: It seems pretty restrictive, like moving around wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mostly red and black. Interestingly, she has the a colors. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, of course, once again is in like, just like the, like, like blue velour, like big, like busty, you know, va boom gown with the, she also has the, uh, the elbow length gloves on like the, you know, blue uh there there is like a very high leg slit on one side well befitting
1: their body types yeah spencer Mm -hmm. and emily have dresses that show off a lot of leg
0: (laughs) spencer's dress though is insane it's like something out of Romeo and michelle's high school reunion
1: well no well first of all yeah they're all very 90s they They're like a Mm -hmm. a coven of 90s witches spencer has a fucking choker on uh i wrote down that to me she looks like she's wearing like a sexy braveheart halloween costume
0: well, it's, it's like what is it, tartan? I think. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like, but it's it's, it's it only has one strap. It's it's like you would expect this dress to have a strap on each side, but instead it only has one strap. And her ha- hair is all like combed to the other side. It's a totally bizarre look.
1: She looks like a sexy Highlander,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is funny because she's dating a Lowlander.
0: <laughs> that just makes me think of our Lowlanders TV pilot. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course there's Arya. Can't skip past Arya.
1: Bram Stoker's the girl with the lyrical name.
0: Arya looks like a fucking vampire. <laughs> oh, okay. by the way, Spencer has like on like weird like weightlifting gloves. Like the, oh. the the rest of them have these like kind of longer gloves on, but Spencer has weird, like fingerless like computer hacker gloves.
1: So they all have on like copious amounts of eyeliner. Um mm-hmm. I think I saw on Twitter that like Troy and Bellsary, like she loved this outfit,
0: which I thought was funny because mm-hmm
1: hasn't her complaint always been for these big episodes that like she kind of hates the outfits that <laughs> well, she gets I, I guess
0: that what she was tweeting with my Mar- or not Marlon king um with Mandy That's line true. is that uh she got spencer or troyan got a little more input into like the outfit like this isn't this is a little more of a troyan than a spencer dress mm-hmm. um which is interesting mm. but yeah Arya looks like a vampire it's a black dress it's kind of like that typical kind of cupcake style they give for her because she's short mm-hmm. uh, but it's like black and kind of crimson burgundy with this like big crazy burgundy collar mm-hmm. like she's dracula and like you know the burgundy gloves. somehow she's managed to have like five different necklaces on i'm not sure where she got them
1: but... yeah it looks like it's a design left over from the mm-hmm. francis ford coppola dracula movie
0: if she um, could just have, like, the pointy teeth on, on uh, you know, the the two in not, the front, that would be Not perfect. even just
1: that. If at some point, you know, when they're confronting A, if she could just go...
0: <laughs> just hiss.
1: I, she seriously my...
0: looks like she's about to just, like, sink her teeth or, into, like, Spencer's jugular there.
1: Like, if they gave her, like, yellow cat eye... Uh, uh,
0: oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, contact. <laughs> contact lens. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> these are their prom dresses
1: it's amazing um Ooh. so <laughs> Arya then says am i the only one who has goosebumps and Alex, all of them are like no
0: Arya's uh, is probably hoping that uh ezra will show up and like match her outfit yeah like yeah. wear the right color tie
1: yeah um yeah like the the mannequins that are set up are like well, they're set up so, like. Uh, well,
0: no, the mannequins. Let's get to that. So it's yeah. not just the liars here. The dance floor is populated with a bunch of mannequins in formal wear. Yeah, <laughs> like like male and female mannequins. A lot of them are not all of them, but a lot of them are wearing masks, like masquerade ball masks mm-hmm. uh, or like Joker masks. It's, it's fucking insane.
1: It's insane. It's terrifying. It looks like an ultra macabre, eyes wide shut mannequin orgy.
0: It looks like it'd be kind of fun to hang out. I don't know.
1: Well, it's, you know, the uh, during the Dark Spencer Saga when Hannah got attacked in that mm-hmm. mannequin room and they were all just like plain white naked mannequins. That was terrifying in its own way. This is a different kind of
2: terrifying.
0: They look kind of inviting. It's like they're all just waiting to, to, to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Huh? <laughs> uh, um, Hannah's like, where's Mona? And Spencer says, I don't think she's here yet. And then like a mirror ball clicks on mm. from somewhere. And now there's like kind of like light flashing and shimmering everywhere. And Emily's like, I guess this means we're supposed to dance. Yes, <laughs> go dance with the mannequins or with each other.
1: I really wonder, like what kind. I mean, like I think if they had actually started dancing with each other or with the mannequins, <laughs> it would have made it even more <laughs> creepy.
0: Well, this is where they need to have little eyes playing on the soundtrack and they all just like start dancing with each other
1: i'm hoping that they save that for like the real like rosewood high prom. <laughs> yeah i really am but yeah I, this the the usage of natasha betting unwritten which was so played out when it first came out is so perfect here i fucking love it um yeah, the enlargement of the dance where they kind of like almost sway around they're looking <laughs> around quite a bit like checking for a or mona uh panning around these 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 found the opera we
0: get a couple shots that are kind of pov-ish like somebody's watching from behind like in the back mm-hmm. but yeah we we pan across all these weird mannequins and their weird masks there's like the one like male mannequin with like the kind of like like bangs like emo hair yeah <laughs> like yeah. swooped over one eye uh
1: there is like the Found of the opera mask that caleb wore on the halloween ghost train is there um i think a smona also wore mm-hmm. uh and then we see, like, one mass figure of, like, black underneath, like, moving around a female mannequin, watching the lawyer. So, A is there.
0: Yeah, one of them uh, is real. Wearing a, a mask that it's, like, God, I don't even know how to describe this. It's, like, it has it's, like, crosshatch. There's, like, kind of a gold X, like, you know, cr- across the eyes. And then, like, each side is, like, red and it's white on the bottom and black at top.
1: Well, and, like... A- black underneath it it's so like the eyes are like like vacant hollow mm-hmm. black holes you can tell it like gets a full head mask underneath it with a like a geraldo wig on top of that
0: yeah like obvious black hair wig but like short in, hair
1: in a tuxedo and so you obviously you're going to see this this mannequin person move around the mm-hmm. body type is so fascinating because it's it's not immediately distinguishable as male or female
0: no, and it's not it's very ca- tall or short, it's just kind of Yeah. Like average. Very it's average.
1: Just mis- the nondescript mystique is scary. So yeah.
0: So this is Charles. This is Charles.
1: This is A, possibly. After the commercial the liars are still just like looking around. The song has changed to one that basically just screams dance, 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 oh dance. Uh then the music cuts out and the woman on the PA is like, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your prom queen, Alison Laurentis." And they're just no, hand, hand cheering
0: yeah yeah piped <laughs> in cheering like crowded i really wanted the liars to cl- start like awkwardly clapping like yeah or <laughs> okay.
1: just just Arya, and then she looks over at spencer yeah. shakes her head no like, don't do that
0: <laughs> aria was in the moment uh and then mona enters on like a staircase landing up above uh mm. she has a pink prom dress on this is just i mean it's a, she's dressed like princess peach basically and she's, she's wearing got the a, awesome mask she's got a crown on she's wearing the alley mask again um you imagine this is exactly how ali would dress the prom too
1: so i guess that would make aria would be mario and and spencer would be luigi don't insult aria who's king koopa toby perfect so uh spencer comes uh she starts looking around she calls out charles we have something for you. She kind of comes up the stairs, like taking Mona's hand, leading her down the stairs. Hannah unveils the.
0: Oh, Mona queen. probably can't see shit right now with that yeah. mask on.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's why she specifically had to definitely take it off earlier. Spencer's mm-hmm. there, like ready to give away the prom queen.
0: You should be standing
1: up here, Charles. Well, yeah, Spencer won,
0: isn't it? Hannah pulls some satin off of a stool, and we see there's a prom king crown. Yeah. So they they've made a crown for Charles, mm-hmm. uh, and Hannah's like, "This is your prom, Charles. You should be crowned the king." Uh, and the liars are like looking around. They're kind of a little nervous, but, you know, eager. And Hannah's got the crown and they're all just ready. They're waiting. arya has got the camera. And well, finally, wait, the show, the show does that
1: right amount of like tension and making mm-hmm. you wait.
0: Yeah. And then finally, Charles steps out from behind some mannequins and the liars get a look at him. And Charles walks forward and Aria just kind of holds the camera up. And Spencer's like, wait for it. And he's getting closer. And Spencer says, now. And Aria takes a picture. And all the lights in the candelabra is like flash and explode, and like the power goes out. A flinches. Um, like I don't know, like electromagnets, something short the short system. Like it, all the power goes off. And yeah, it's, it's gonna...
1: not just like the lights exploded because there's too much voltage mm-hmm. or anything. Like like all the power in the facility goes out. So they take off. They run out in their high heels. Mona's still holding Spencer's hand, and Spencer's like, "Let's go!" And Hans like, "Let's get the hell out of here!" And you get a barrage of, "Let's go! Hurry! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!" Let's yeah, go. they
0: they really like they're they're going as fast as they can in these dresses. I to yell,
1: "I'm motivated! Shut up and run!"
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and they you know once again though, they force the liars to run in these dresses. It's just like boobs of flailing everywhere
2: mm-hmm. on leg.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So There's like a lot
1: of leg with some girls attached to it.
0: They're out in the dark hallway. They're rushing down. Uh, Spencer's trailing behind the rest of them. We see they they all make the right turn, not towards the vault, but towards the supposed exit when they get to that crossway there. Mm. But perhaps Spencer will go another way.
2: Hmm.
1: So at the police crime scene, the Hastings show up. Ezra and Caleb are already there. The, the Hastings spot the logo there on top of the barn. And Peter's like, this is the old Campbell farm yes like andrew campbell and veronica's well, like
0: huh i was gonna say the, the hay scenes stroll up here like they're on fucking law and order mm-hmm. like they just walk like right up like they're part of the crime scene veronica has like a like a tight leather jacket on like peter has like a coat on
1: well i wanted them to i wanted peter to walk up and like lift up the the yellow tape for like veronica mm-hmm. to like step under and he steps under and like maybe the 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 bald cop comes running up and like
0: peter flashes like his like i don't know like lawyer card or whatever you needed the him to just like grab like uh a couple of uh, latex gloves from like a dispenser yeah know? yeah like, he just right? like
1: flashes like his like black amex card at this guy like no we're good we pay taxes here get out of my way
0: yeah so they they see this insignia for the the campbell farm it's like two like multicolored ducks on top of like a big like you know pointed raid sun with like apples around it it's an apple farm Uh, it's the old gamble farm and veronica's like we used to bring the girls here to go apple picking so andrew campbell obviously this is like his family farm or something
1: i think it's not a surprise that andrew's rich comes from from money but i think i think we can we can start the arguments that the symbol symbology there the semiotics obviously implies the illuminati maybe Mm -hmm. like the golden dawn some alistair crowley yeah i think we're gonna go there um nearby officer toby like like opens up like one of those oh. like external.
0: Before you get that, it should be mentioned Caleb and Ezra are here too. They're yeah. like hanging out watching. So that will be mildly important later when we talk about who Charles could be.
1: Yeah. So Officer Toby like opens up on those like external entrances, like a cellar or a basement. Like flashes cellar door, in. cellar door, which is what the most beautiful phrase in the English language, supposedly,
0: according to Drew Barrymore. uh and Toby's to Toby's doing no. the gun and flashlight thing again. He's really into it, uh, and he's like Lieutenant over here. So Tanner comes over and he opens the other door for her and she says, what did you find? And they kind of slowly walk down the steps of this place. Toby's like, when they get to the bottom, he's doing more like kind of clearing the room, like sweeping the gun around. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see in this cellar, there's like some barn shit, but then there's, there's that uh, wall of video screens, like a's like video control center here. Mm -hmm. Um, And Tanner's like, what is this place? And Toby's like, it's A's lair." Oh shit. So, like have they told tanner about a now does she know what that means Uh, presumably i guess she's like a sure (laughs) this this fucking town yeah
1: seriously uh so we get like a room in the dollhouse spencer lets herself in um
0: how would you describe this room or what
1: would you what would you title this room as i guess that's my question Uh, a's den yeah, you know I mean? mean, really. It's. Yeah, we hear the liars are kind of like yelling and running outside the room. um
0: Well, they're like yelling, hurry up. Like, uh, this is the vault. So Spencer went the other direction and ran to, to like, she had to know what was in the vault. Yeah. So wow. suddenly
1: the power comes on. Like, the lights flicker on. Like, a generator's just been cranked up. There's an old popcorn machine in the middle there. Patsy Klein's walking after midnight starts playing on the record player, which. Again, another lost reference. Uh, we see the the happy family mannequins are there in the corner, like the ones from the picture in Arya's room. Uh, there's some fancy books on a shelf. There's some kind of like interesting light up desk in one corner under a picture of a baby.
0: Well, and some of the equipment in here it's like weird old machinery, like it might be from I don't know, whatever the fuck this place is. Right. Uh, like mixed in. I mean, it's it's like out of fucking Bioshock. Like this room is so weird and creepy and old. Like a lot of like kind of old timey stuff. Um, there's some weird stuff on the wall, like these baby handprints. Um, if you look in the background, you can see a photo of Jessica De Laurentiis with two young boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? Yeah. Walking After Midnight. It's like it, the way it like kind of like revs up as the uh, the record starts turning. Which is always,
1: super- always creepy. Sound. Whenever like a record comes to life like that, it's always mm-hmm. terrifying, no matter what the song is. Um, there's like a
0: crib in there
1: uh spencer flips on like an old like projector and a
0: home movie starts well, playing she, she turns off the music yeah and then
1: so yeah. i mean like this is like wh- i mean like what world war ii bunker like some kind of cult thing like unbreakable kimmy schmidt like what the hell is going on <laughs> in this, this space Because <laughs> this sweet. isn't i don't think you know obviously a or charles built the
0: rooms what would you call the hatch that's built in rosewood
1: seriously like i mean like is this like I mean, there's
0: the, like, the swan there's the flame i, I don't know what this what was is the
1: one in la was that the lamppost
0: the lampposts, yeah. What's a PLL word we could name this thing? The dark gloom. <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. Uh, so, in the home movie, we see two little blonde boys playing during the day outside at the old Campbell Farm, probably picking apples. Yeah, it's and, at the
0: Campbell Farm. And then there's
1: Mrs. DeLaurentis holding a baby.
0: Yeah, Mrs. D is in the shot. Um, oh, be- before that, uh, as, as Spencer's watching this uh spencer says if this is your vault then these are the things you treasure the most Uh, more shots of these young boys like they're kind of picking up apples I and mean, we close-up shot on that like farm logo so we really know this is this is the same farm that the hastings were just at you know everybody got that yeah and then jessica on camera she's holding an infant and she says you want to say good night to your sister give her a little kiss and one of the boys does and Jessica's goes like, oh, what a good boy you are. And the other one, Pat's Allie or I, what must be Allie, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pat's baby Allie on the head and they, both the boys run off and Jessica's like, oh, good boys. Good boys. Spencer's I mean, so, watching. I think Spencer's she's getting it now.
1: So obviously one of these boys is probably Jason's. The other's probably mm-hmm. his twin
0: brother. The or- other's probably Charles.
1: Or maybe it's Jacob and the other is the man in black. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Lost stuff. uh So, so sorry if you hate Lost for any reason. You're listening to this yeah, Tough shit. <laughs> so, Spencer, she starts to get it. Oh, and then suddenly Charles in his mask appears behind her, coming closer. And I think she gets it. It's very tense. And she just well, like she senses
0: it. it. She starts breathing harder. It's like she knows he's there. She's like,
1: Is that you, Charles? And she turns and faces him. And she starts to reach for his mask. And he's very still. He doesn't like stop her. I mean, I, you think that she could have unmasked him right there
0: well because i i think like maybe one of the reasons charles didn't like sniff out their their scheme is that charles obviously kind of wants to meet them Mm -hmm. you know like like a here isn't a's kind of letting them get away with more than he might normally because Mm -hmm. it's it's like a's gone to the lengths of bringing the liars to him and it's like weird secret layer he's revealing a lot about himself like a in some ways, much much in the way like Mona, it almost seems like she wanted to to get caught or get out of it. It's like the same thing here. Well, like A A wants to like reveal to themselves.
1: I saw some people online like complaining about Spencer's actions in this moment. To me, it's the seductive moment of of revelation, but also mm-hmm. it's quite possible Spencer has worked out like familial bloodlines. of yeah, who Charles is, is and how it
0: relates to her. This could very well be her brother.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Then suddenly from outside the room, we hear Mona screaming, Spencer. And Spencer a suddenly as Mona comes running in. When Spencer turns back, A is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, behind Mona on a shelf, there's photos of these two young boys. Um, so do you think they're twins? Actually, no, let's, let's get to the end of the scene first and we can talk about that. Um, I mean, they look pretty alike to me. I don't know.
1: I think that in the parlance of TV... We're going to say that they're brothers, but I don't think they're like identical twins. And I think that could be very important.
0: Could be fraternal. Yeah. Mona, she looks at these pictures of the two boys and like all this kind of weird personal stuff in the room. And she says, this is not what all what I thought, not at all what I thought it would be. A has a soul. It's like, I guess so. (laughs) i don't know if you mona who is batshit crazy is really the best one to be determining whether or not a has a soul yeah uh but in the distance we hear Arya calling like spencer spencer where are you Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so yeah in that control room under the campbell farm well
0: let's do you want to dissect this here sure Sure, sure, sure. so a is charles charles Mm -hmm. is either a twin or a brother of jason de right i mean that seems pretty clear right um they look the same age to me i see some people online are like clearly one is older than the other like i don't know how the fuck you can tell that
1: i i don't think there's anything that tells me that i think in the simple parlance of tv in which the most simple image has to be observed to convey information these are probably brothers of the same age
0: yeah probably fraternal twins that's my guess um so radley one possible explanation. This Which was, had
1: the, the old, creepiest fuck children's ward.
0: Yeah. This could have been who Jessica was worried about at Radley, who she's taking a call about that night. Mm-hmm. Um, who she so, possibly
1: watched clobber Allison over the head of a rock.
0: Now, here's a, a possible explanation for why Charles would do that. Mm-hmm. What if... Because we know Bethany was not a fan of Mrs. De Laurentiis. Right. What if Charles found out that Bethany was going to go cause a bunch of shit at the de Laurentiis house. And he knew that Bethany was wearing that yellow top. And so Charles broke out to, to track her there mm-hmm. and hit her over the head thinking it, you know, hit Allie over the head thinking that she was Bethany. And he was like, Charles was trying to protect Jessica there and obviously didn't.
1: I think I, I can't say if I necessarily buy into that exact scheme mm-hmm. of things, but I believe – I remember thinking said that Marion Cavanaugh will, of course, come back in some way. So, yeah, I think Bethany Young probably ties into Charles and ties into Radley in some fashion. Well, it should be pointed out again that Bethany Young, had she lived, would be Toby's age.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we've always suspected that there, there could be some sort of secret re- relation or twin situation because it's like, well, who – who could Jessica possibly be protecting like like what scenario would have to exist for her to cover up the killer of her daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, like a lot of people are like so mad at this reveal for some reason when back at the end of uh, A is for Answers, the twin theories were like flying strong. There mm-hmm. were a bunch of people who were like, it's Jason's twin, you know, because it was either like Jason's twin or Jessica's twin were they like the two most popular theories. And if I, I if like people the, considered that Allie wasn't going to have a twin.
1: Yeah. I like the Jessica's twin theory because I, I thought it was not what you'd expect. I think, you know, obviously we weren't caught up then, but we would have definitely been in the, it's probably not Jason's twin camp at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, we need to talk about, I, I I know you and I came out of this episode last night, strongly thinking it has to be somebody in that Rosewood High class or that well, so,
0: age So somebody
1: who probably didn't get to go to that prom.
0: Yeah. Well, one of two possibilities, either Charles looks like Jason is like played by Drew Van Acker as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe took Jason's like, like place after Jason like died in the elevator shaft. Like I, that's a popular theory I've been seeing that, that like who we've been seeing as Jason has actually been Charles. Um, Or the other possibility is that it's a fraternal twin and Charles is somebody else on the show who we've met. But we don't know that they're actually Charles.
1: So we started kind of cycling through the ages. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have Melissa, obviously. Ian, deceased. Garrett, deceased. Wren, probably about the same age. Wilden, Uh, deceased. Wilden, deceased. And then there's always Cece.
0: Yeah, maybe Holbrook. He might be in that age range. Um, also Ezra would be in that age range, but he's, I
1: think Ezra's actually a few years younger than Melissa, though.
0: Well, even if he wasn't, Ezra's at the barn with the cops right now, so it can't be him.
1: Unless they pull some kind of nanny where it's not actually Charles or there. What is he?
0: The Reverse Flash? I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. But um,
0: oh, also an Eric Kahn.
1: Also Eric Kahn, Robbie Amell himself, <laughs> <laughs> Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. I. I'm going to specifically call out on Twitter uh, Rachel Watkins, who's been all in on this. CC is a theory. All us. in, all yeah. as long as we've been like observing this, she's been all in. And you know, I think we've kind of listened and kind of like, okay, you're making some points. You're making some points we don't agree with. You're making some points that are strong, but maybe they're red herring points. I am all in on CC now solely because I adore the idea that Charles is now uh, uh CC because mm-hmm. you know. CC, carbon copy, whatever. I think another podcast I saw was like, hey guys, what if we get like a sleepaway camp thing? And I was like, oh God, I hope not. But now it's like, to me, that is so wonderful and so twisted, especially since Peter freaked out when jason briefly dated <laughs> melissa because he's like no god no but we know that jason at least slept with cc and uh-huh. that is so twisted and perfect for this show and heartbreaking well, oh, and so
0: this would this would be how you would explain it at least the, the best theories i've seen of, of position it this way was that even as a, a young boy charles wanted to be a girl mm-hmm. and ken de laurentis was violently opposed to this of course because he's a total dick mm-hmm. um Jessica supported this, which is why there were two dresses, the two two of the yellow dresses from the uh, Christmas episode.
1: The only problem with that is that that's the only thing I can't reconcile. Is because to me, it would imply it implied Allison, but it also implied a girl her age. I don't. I know a lot of people were like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, Bethany could, could have, have.
0: Been a slightly bigger dress or something." Yeah, but. see
1: it's like, again, it's like the simplest language. I see these two blonde boys of, this, of roughly the same age. I think you're supposed to imply that they're brothers. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. I see two yellow dresses that look like and we think that one of them is for Allison. I assume that well, another one's going to be for a girl like Could be. the same age yeah. height as
0: But brother. anyway, the, the theory is that Jessica was trying to support her, her son who, you know, felt like a, a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken didn't. Ken sent uh, Charles away to Radley uh Jessica is basically like you know got herself on the board to like kind of take care of Charles as much as she could Mm -hmm. eventually Charles becomes Cece gets out of Radley um probably you know escapes that night or whatever and is somehow involved in in that night uh and then later on like kind of you know maybe even assume the Cece identity to get to know Allie even before that befriends her protects her
1: uh I don't know that we can necessarily trust Jason's vision of CeCe that night, but I think it makes it even more interesting that he mm-hmm. did
2: see her. Yeah.
1: Um, also, the uh, when Jessica flips the fuck out because Allison could be in rally, <laughs> but oh yeah. no, it's actually CeCe and those two crazy bitches are trading personalities.
0: Well, I guess the question would be, well, yeah, Jessica would have to know that Charles was CeCe at some point. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like well that and that would explain why Jessica was making up Allie's room and buying Cece clothes. It was it like she was ready to like have Cece be her new daughter.
1: Or help Cece go, get away.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean uh, there's a, a lot of good reasons for CeCe to be Charles, I guess. Yeah. But sure. it could that could all just be a red herring and it's actually like Ren.
1: Uh I'm all for that as long as it's Ren in a dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, well, so. uh,
0: Well, the question there would be, what, what is the motive to uh, torture the girl so much?
1: Well, I think, I think it's interesting too, for Mona to keep referring to a is it, you know, when she's in her real, her real personality, like at night there, just because if you think about how tortured transgender people are, you know, Mm -hmm. over the years, and it's only like in the last few years that we actually are much more understanding and like compassionate to people who are going through this and trying to understand them and just let them be i I, for years these people were called it's you know Mm -hmm. i mean and then you kind of have this this teased out as a theme with with lucas's nickname oh yeah you know um shim yeah shim or hermy i I like the way that they've possibly been kind of playing with these themes if nothing else in very subtle ways over the course of the show
0: i mean i guess it would be a letdown if it was just like charles is just like drew van acker you know, just like like a Jason, like identical twin. And You're just like, eh, because you know, then we then we had to see him try to be evil, and I just I don't know if I could buy that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is he just gonna be like? Hey, Hannah, I slept with your mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to see a look half spaced out half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um. It's weird though. It's like you know, I didn't really like the idea of CC as a until they added this super possibly twisted origin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's like I adore it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I absolutely do, and I like that. I mean, Marlon King's like it's not really about who anymore; it's about why, mm-hmm. and I think this gets really intriguing from here. Well, that
0: would explain why CC's roommate had that totally different view of CC and Allie and the liars than yeah. we'd gotten anywhere else.
1: Well, and it really fits in not just with Cece as as Red Coat and the the mm-hmm. the, the, the Legardemain and all that stuff, but also uh the, the the grandiose nature of her outfit at the ice ball, you know, kinda of like the white the white A. Um Yeah.
0: Hmm. One potential trouble point with that would be if well, the Charlemagne thing. Like I've seen Marlene King talking on Twitter about how Charlemagne was a hint like like was that supposed to be a because could a if a was cc would a well actually even if a wasn't cc how the hey how the hell did a like move that quickly to like kidnap uh emily
1: well how does a move that quickly ever yeah you know i you know but still like people were like trying to analyze the uh the guy the mime like oh yeah. is this ezra is this so-and-so it's like i feel like they have enough obfuscation (laughs) there with the makeup to be like it it could be anybody in the show yeah yeah um yeah so now i'm all in on that i don't think it's a bad time necessarily the uh the premiere of season six is supposed to be entitled game on charles and presumably the uh the ending of 6a is titled game over charles Mm -hmm. fascinating Mm -hmm. episode titles um so yeah in that control room under the campbell farm tanner turns on all the monitors she starts seeing the feeds from the dollhouse she sees the hallway she sees the rooms then she finds the footage of them in the game room from earlier she turns on the audio and we hear mona's like hannah no and hannah's like you are not allison you are mona this is not your house okay you're not here alone anymore there are five of us and one of him her it bitch tanner realizes and she's like my god and there goes just like
0: oh shit (laughs) yeah yeah I, I mean i i assume that's enough to clear up Allie's legal troubles yeah um and toby comes down the stairs and he says we searched the entire property there's no one here uh, and tanner's just like then where is this place and toby like he comes forward to watch he's pretty amazed as well on screen we see like the rest of that uh scene from earlier play out where emily's just like let's find a way to get the hell out of here and And it's just like Mona, come on! And Mona's like, I'm Allison, Allison De Laurentis. Like, what is Tanner got to be thinking right now about Mona? Yeah, really. Like, is is Tanner now suspecting that like Mona is behind all this, or or does she get that they're trapped?
1: Doesn't this another thing that makes lawyer Rebecca look bad? Because like, presumably you have some kind of variation on Mm -hmm. Mona's crazy history. Well, there's no body. But being in bradley terrorizing these girls Mm -hmm. unless unless they are really going to play like like circo is going to play up the like mona's mentally handicapped these girls Mm -hmm. just bullying this this disadvantaged girl but but like look at how much shit the two hastings get done you know (laughs) without breaking a sweat if i were ken i I, would have so much cash to get peter as my my i think
0: kenneth cheaped out yeah maybe he wanted to get rid of valley
1: yeah we need to also reevaluate to our uh, our theory. Are we, are we still all in on Ken killing? I am Jessica? still
0: completely all in on Kenneth killing Jessica. We're I don't think Charles pushing, would kill. Charles was, Jessica is trying to protect Charles. I think.
1: Well, I think that that adds a nice kind of symmetry to it, though. That then, as we've said it along, Charles as a buried Jessica, because mm-hmm. that's what he says in the Snapchat menacing text is that I I watched your mom being whatever and then Mm -hmm. uh uh just think about like jason's reaction when they found the body i think it's it's a nice symmetry that the one brother you know like buries the mom the other brother has to find that buried mom
0: it works yeah Um, so anyway back at the dollhouse we see a a metal doorway two metal doors that say restricted keep out and then they both get thrown open by emily as she storms out of the hatch here this is a uh, great like emily move yeah i know it's it's larger th- than life yeah uh you know in her prom dress the, the other liars and mona are trailing her and they come out and they see they're in this kind of like little clearing where they're surrounded by big high chain link fences with lights on them the lights aren't on right now though mm-hmm. um like the the building they just came out of is essentially just a door to stairs it there's nothing else it's this tiny little building in the middle of this clearing like surrounded by a big high fence Mm -hmm. and uh so they Emily's just like oh my god and Hannah's like we're still trapped and Emily's like we can climb it let's go so her and Ari like rush to the fence but just then all the lights come on and Spencer's like stop uh, and holds out her hand because we see uh on the fence there's like signs say warning you know electric fence 10,000 volts so I don't know I feel like they could like just take Mona's crown and like throw it at the fence and like short it out or something I don't know if that
1: would short it out. It would yeah, definitely show, you know, if it's indeed an electrified fence. But then, because <laughs> A, has a sense of humor, don't fence me and starts blaring on the loudspeakers. Yeah,
0: there's like mounted loudspeakers on the, the lights and don't fence me and starts playing. And uh, the Liars kind of, they're realizing they're, they're still kind of stuck here. And there's this cool overhead shot as they're all looking around where the camera is kind of like pulling up and pulling out. And we see that they're they're, you know, this tiny little structure is what they came out of, surrounded by this chain link fence. Can't be more than maybe like twenty feet by forty feet total, like mm-hmm. this chain link fence off area. And then beyond that, they're in this tiny little clearing inside of a forest. We just like keep pulling out and pulling out. And it's like, they're seriously like in the middle of the forest. There's nothing else around well, them.
1: They are occupying this tiny illuminated spot. Just one little blip in the darkness in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere.
0: And that is how season five ends.
1: Oh, it's goddamn amazing. But Yeah, we both joked like, oh shit, they're going to pull out and reveal that we're on the island. Mm-hmm. A lot like the season three premiere of Lost. Um, God, this episode was amazing. So, so much fun. We're really confused because a lot of the Daisy Gate people were like, first of all, thank you all for your, oh, God, the spoilers are true. It's so terrible.
0: What? Yeah, what, what was in the Daisy Gate spoilers that people are so mad about? I can only assume they're mad that Mona's alive, which, like, I don't know what's wrong with you because um, Mona's awesome. And, and we all, like, we all figured, you know, it's funny. I don't know how we, I never thought of this, but, like, it was like, how do you explain the body? Like, that we could never, like, figure that out. And it, obviously, the, it's the reason to be, like, A drugged or kidnapped Mona or whatever. That's how you explain the body. Like, Mona, yes, she was trying to fake her own death, but she was not, like, going willingly with A. A took her.
1: I mean, I understand people's frustrations, because to me, it did look like a corpse in the back of that trunk.
0: I so always I, had I, hope that Mona was alive. Oh, I just, oh. The, the, i hope she's alive there are too many things the the band-aid the fainting um it, it was like it was just right there in front of you the whole time i just could never think of like how exactly to explain the body but it seems it was like because there was no body found there was only blood and we knew she was storing up blood it was like there's you know obviously she she must still be alive like until i actually see the real body for real I'm not convinced she's dead.
1: Well, I liked how that that habeas corpus was like one of the driving plot points for like the first half of Five like B.
0: I I have to interject. Do you know what habeas corpus is? Uh, doesn't it mean um, like produce the body? Yeah. Well, it's it's you know your right to uh you know seek r- relief from unlawful imprisonment. Mm.
1: But uh, uh, what is Caleb's uh
0: thing? Liquefied
1: friend in the barrel.
0: <laughs> what's in the barrel you know probably nothing i mean well, some it's... people think it's like mona's mom or like eddie lamb it doesn't need be... to be anything it could be yeah. a bunch of like chicken parts and like yeah. a little bit of mona's blood
1: i would not be shocked though um if we find out that mona's mom is possibly dead in season six that'd be sad yeah yeah it would. i mean
0: the actor who mona hired to play her mom
1: <laughs> and then melinda may shows up to mm-hmm. recruit her back in the shield or Hydra,
0: <laughs> probably Hydra. Uh,
1: yeah. So the 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 season premiere, season six, will be called "Game On, Charles," written by uh, I. Marlene King, Laya and directed by the maestro himself, Chad Lowe.
0: It's coming sometime in June. I don't think they've set a date yet, but probably June. So. And then. We got some time off. Very interestingly, uh, Norbeck
1: has been teasing like 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 full steam ahead that him and. Just Doherty are producing these episodes 2 and 3 and today he's been having a great time on Twitter uh, teasing like the movies, the existential movies that that are inspiring them. I have a lot of theories about what kind of plots episodes 2 and 3 could
0: feature. Well, my my guess and you know, I I don't think there are any spoilers out there anyway, but my guess is that this dollhouse situation is going to be concluded in the season six premiere you could and then and then seasons two or three two or episodes two and three of that season will be whatever comes next which we don't know because they they, they usually do the premieres that way where they kind of there's a cliffhanger and then it wraps up in the next episode
1: right right uh you could be right my my two theories is that it could be that and two and three could be just the girls like trying to fit back into their lives of kind of a sense Mm -hmm. of lingering PTSD. My other theory is, and I have no desire to necessarily be right about this. I just think it would be interesting is that they're stuck in the dollhouse for some kind of, maybe not forever, but prolonged period of time. And they kind of fall into like a brainwashed, (laughs) like, like, uh, uh, I don't know if you could do that
0: for two episodes.
1: I, I, I don't think you could do it for longer than two episodes, but I don't think, I, I think
0: one episode would be the longest. I think you could do it,
1: but I, I just like the idea of like it's it's the, the daydream holodeck episode where like like they have to suddenly realize that they're in they're trapped in like the mm-hmm. fantasy version or something. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna do that. Um, that would be fascinating to me, but I I love that we're we have plenty of time mm-hmm. to work on our theories and go crazy.
0: Yeah, so um, that was the episode. If you liked the episode, man, my brain is mush right now. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at BrosWatchPL2 on Twitter. Uh, Our website page is BrosWatchPL2.com. You can leave a comment on our page, you know, a little bit long form discussion. Also find the old episodes there that don't show up in the iTunes feed. Uh, If you liked podcasts, feel free to rate and review us in itunes we got a ton of reviews in the last week
1: yeah i want to thank uh m gordo ld bizzle janine dvsyjv uh a free Four, wendy and leah who loves pb and j as do we thank you guys so much also from canada thank you to maddie gal yeah um also want to thank uh jenny shannon amanda and amanda all for very nice emails amanda one of the amandas especially reminded me uh after the last episode that a lot of this frustration when dealing with the cops ezra did have a shed somewhere full of evidence <laughs> that might be prove a little little light on the a situation mm-hmm. though it's you know a could obviously have found that shed and torched it but i i then thought to myself how funny it was in those scenes that here you have ezra and caleb paired together both gunshot victims um I which feel like by, by season
0: healed, seven, like half the cast is going to be gunshot victims and, or have killed someone
1: that have all healed in the matter of days. Mm-hmm. Or weeks. Uh, speaking of which, we also saw on Facebook that uh, Jeria or Gary, I think Jeria, likes the Caleb voice. Nice. Mm.
0: Thanks. Uh, speaking of Twitter, we got our 1000, 1, Twitter follower, which I think it was Brittany Moore. I can't say for sure. Cause we got a couple right at the same time, but you know, we're going to go ahead and give it to Brittany um yeah so we will probably be back before too long to do i don't know maybe we'll do like a rewatch of some episodes or interview someone we'll see but uh probably take at least a week off but uh, <laughs> we'll have we'll have some stuff to to listen to talk about pll uh in the lead up to season six which comes out in uh,
1: june i was mistaken it's not may it's june
0: yeah um so that's it one last thing uh a couple of listeners I mentioned last week that I had LASIK surgery. A couple of listeners wanted to know about that. So I'll talk briefly about that. If you don't care, you can probably just turn off the podcast now. We're, we're more or less done. Um, but Five yeah, it flew by. Yeah. Only two and a half hours about. That's not too bad.
1: We're not done talking yet. You haven't That's stopped true. yet.
0: Um, briefly LASIK thoughts. What was it like? Um, I would say it's not painful. It's very uncomfortable. Um, think of it as like if i threw sand in your face you wouldn't say it hurt but it would be like you you wouldn't enjoy that you know you that that's what having lasik is like you you're strong overriding desire is to just clamp your eyes shut i don't even like
1: having sand in my mouth
0: yeah Sorry. okay but you really like you really want to close your eyes and, and, you know, kind of like it's like a natural instinct to like protect your eyes and you can't. Uh, so it's pretty uncomfortable, but it's pretty quick. You know, um, there's kind of like two like stages. They have to cut the flap in your cornea and then they pull that flap back and like use the laser to like reshape it. So cutting the flap part, uh, I had interlace surgery done, so they used the laser for that. That was still really, really uncomfortable. Uh, that was like the worst of the the two, like the using the laser to reshape the cornea. That was fine. It was the cutting part that they kind of put like this weird suction harness around your eyeball when they do it. Um, and then they like attach that harness to the the machine itself. Um, it just feels like they're going to like rip your eyeball out. Um, but ultimately, my vision is much better now. So that's pretty awesome. Not having glasses. I I'd say, you know obviously i'm only like a week into it so you know who knows how this will go i'd say if you have the money it's probably worth it
1: so did they give you like the eyeballs of like a serial killer like do you see like murders happening that you can't that you're powerless to stop yeah they gave me Thing's eyeballs what
0: (laughs) it's i mean it's really just a weird trip like because your vision just goes dark from all the light being flashed in it um
1: have you slept at all since then
0: here and there, you know, when I sleep, I just see waking dreams of all the murders, the eyes that I have, have committed.
1: Mm, awesome. Mm-hmm. And Shadow, you're, you're seeing eye dog.
0: Yeah. Poor Shadow. Didn't last long. I mean, did Jenna just like eat that dog? <laughs> this is why is That she, dog maybe, hanging out with Pepe, something, Pepe somewhere. This
1: is probably why she dumped Garrett, because he was supposed to like feed her dog and he didn't. <laughs> so he just told her that the dog ran away.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right well that is the episode i think do we have anything else to say no i think, I think- what if it is eric khan all this time like Noel khan is somehow related to ali and spencer
1: <laughs> you know he's got secrets too i don't mm-hmm. really know what the duff is like what that's supposed to mean so maybe it just means you that don't know he- what it
0: stands for no, maybe I maybe. didn't know this either until like I watched a trailer. It stands for Designated Ugly Fat Friend.
1: That sounds like Charles. I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which I did like. I, I I don't know if that's like something people said or like they made it up in the movie and were like, "Oh yeah, this is a term that, that teens use." Hmm. I'd never heard of it before I saw the trailer. Man,
1: teens are fucked up these days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know what okay. we didn't do in this episode, we had no Hastings dinner theater. There wasn't really a, a two hander.
1: No, sadly. Uh oh,
0: I can't wait to see
1: can't wait to see those familial secrets and recriminations brought back to life.
0: <laughs> I, I just hope there's plenty more Peter Hastings in season six.
1: But with always like a uh, Scotch like an in hand.
0: Do you think they'll get back together now, Veronica and Peter? I hope so. Just all the all that like lawyering together stirred up the passions.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. God, I hope so.
0: I mean, they're
1: they're a great couple together in that regard. I think.
0: What are Peter's secrets?
1: Plus, plus, I like it for the symmetry of the uh, the theory too that Spencer's parents are together along with Emily's.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well, and it it feels like it makes sense that they're bringing Peter back if he's Charles's dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going to have a role to play. Unfortunately, that may not be a good role overall. No. Um, Like, I I feel like Charles is probably going to try to kill Peter at some point.
1: You would think so. I mean, like, there's... I I feel like it's kind of surprising. I haven't really seen... I mean, I know I've made a lot of, like, Charles in Charge jokes,
0: but no one's really Mm. made
1: those, like, Halloween Michael Myers jokes as they should. Um...
0: Yeah, I don't know. Alright. Time to stop talking. It's two and a half hours. <laughs> Hope so we'll you all see enjoyed when we it. See you. Yeah. yeah. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.